Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Lizard cream is the easiest way to tell if your loved ones have turned into a shape-shifting lizard person. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. What was Lloyd's last name? Christmas. Lloyd Christmas. Oh, I don't know what Harry's last name is, if that's what you're asking. I don't hey, Harry, that's what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. Balls. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who are you, me? Yeah. Today. With you. I'm the one sitting here while someone else has to go crap. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Friday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have things. Mm-hmm. Got a big, big thing. Big thing. Jenner T-Bone coming up at 448. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. Can I submit a tool of the week? Oh, go right ahead. Buckeye basketball team? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Garbage. I hate them. You know, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I don't have to watch them tonight. I have to stay up late and waste my time. For this team that does not deserve our attention. And I'm also tired of hearing from some fans how we're not fans if we criticize this team. I don't even under I you know, I don't even want to talk about those fans to some level because I don't know what you expect for this Buckeye basketball team. Do you not expect them to be able to beat an eleven seed? Yeah, in what the are we tournament? talking about? We're not talking about the Buckeyes playing Duke like like we saw earlier in the season. Right. We're talking about the Buckeyes beating teams they should beat. That includes Maryland. That includes Nebraska. That includes Michigan. And that includes Penn State. They are more talented than all those teams. Don't give me this Buckeyes are shorthanded crap. That'll come into play when they play an actual good basketball team. It shouldn't come into play when you're playing turds. Now, I... I, uh... I don't understand the excuse making that goes on by some, but we can we can get there. Let's talk about this game last night because what I saw in this game, Mike, was a team that was clearly better even without all the guys missing. Yes. They were the better team. They played like it in the first half, and then in the second half, they switched off at some point and let Penn State score 47 second half points. Penn State can't score 47 points against me and you. Well, they shouldn't on be their able best to. Day. They, they shouldn't, shouldn't be able, able to. to. But this team, which plays crappy defense all year, how are they not getting any better? That's that's a huge concern for me. Is It's bad enough that you can't play good defense, but at least if you were finding a way to win games against inferior competition, we could all say, well, those wins are maybe a little hollow because we know they don't play great defense, but... At least they'd build the confidence. They'd still be feeling good about how they're playing, and maybe that would translate into some better, you know, performances when they actually are going to need them coming up in the actual NCAA tournament. But right now, what confidence level can you have in this team? What confidence level can they have in themselves? They let Penn State back into that game after having a double-digit lead 
it's not the first time we've seen that. That's almost been a trend. Every time you see this Buckeye basketball team lose a game, it's not like they've been trailing all game and they just didn't have enough to come back and overcome a better team. Most of the time they lose a game, it's after they've built a double-digit lead, often in the second half, and then they give it away. That's what's in t- that's entirely frustrating to me because it tells me you have the ability to play better defense at times when you want to. It's not consistent half-to-half, half, let alone game-to-game. Game. If, if you're saying to yourself... Well, hey, man, you know, big dance. Anything can happen. This team can make a run. We talked about it yesterday. A lot of people saying, hey, don't sleep on Ohio State. Yeah, that's a real bold prediction for a team that at one point was a two seed. <laughs> right, and right. Yeah, yeah, there is talent on this team, but let's let's look at what this team does well. They have two really good scores on this team, right? Yes, and EJ and Malachi, you have two really, really good scores. Other than that, they do nothing well. They do not play defense well. They do not run the floor well. You know how many fast break points they had in that game yesterday? Uh, I'm going to guess not many. Zero. Oh. Zero. Not one fast break bucket for this team against Penn State. They are, I, I know they are not, they, they measure everything now. They measure pace of play. Like They are one of the slower pace of play teams in college basketball. Absolutely they are. And they're, they're not consistent from the outside. So, Look, I, I just told you the three hallmarks of a team that makes a run in the tournament. Yeah. Good defense team. We saw Virginia do that, right? Right. Outside shooting team. We see teams do that every single year. Buckeyes are not going to... Look, they may get hot for one game. This team is not going to get hot from the outside for a stretch of games. It's not going to happen. No, no. The only way I could see them winning games in the NCAA tournament is... If you get like an all-time performance from either EJ or Malachi in a game, like that could be how they win the first game because they're going to play inferior competition. They've been playing inferior competition. And how, and how's that to been them. going? Oh, I know. I'm saying the only way they're winning a game like that is if either EJ has a 30-point game or Malachi has a 30-point game, and even then it's going to be tough. Then maybe in their second game, which will be against much tougher competition, maybe everyone has their good day all at the same time and let's also pretend that maybe if Kyle Young's healthy Zed Key's healthy and everyone is like having a game of their lives type of moment then they can make the sweet 16 uh, like right. they, I mean, I'm just saying think about that for a team that we projected and, and a lot of people at, at one time this season not too long ago looked at as a two or maybe at worst a three seed and said yeah this team is is one of the better teams in college basketball top 10 team not anymore now we're saying if one of their guys has an all-time game and then the next game we get really lucky and everyone just shows up and has their best game of the season, then maybe they can pull off a Sweet no. 16 run. That's what we're staring at now. This team is slow. They can't stretch the floor. They play bad defense. If they do get up in a game, all you have to do is press them. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. You play good defense against them, they just crumple. And we keep talking about momentum. Oh, they, they can catch some momentum in the big dance. Any team they play in the tournament after game one has momentum. Yeah. The the other team that you're going to play also won their game to yeah. get to play you. Right. The Buckeyes are not the only one carrying momentum into a, a weekend matchup, second round matchup, whatever we're calling it. Yeah, it, it is. It, it bugs me, too, because bad enough you're poor on offense, which that's been a thing with Holtman's teams and especially it it seems to happen in the worst moments that's why I think they are so bad at holding leads is because 
they don't have a great functional offense that you can look at and say, this is what they do really well. They are, they are mostly beholden to EJ making a play, Malachi making a play, or they run some kind of motion for a three-point shooter who hit or miss if they're going to actually make the shot. You know, they miss. Right. (laughs) Mostly miss. So that's unless EJ bails you out or Malachi bails you out or you get an offensive rebound and a putback, which not doing when you don't have your big guys in like the idea that this team is weak offensively because Zed Key's not there and Kyle Young's not there. What are they doing? Are they running like three ball screens for these guys? Is is Zed Key making an Iverson cut? No, it's the fact that they put up a poor shot or a contested shot because they don't have a great offense. And then Zed Key might tap it back in or, you know, Kyle Young may dunk it home or grab the rebound and kick it out to someone. That's not your offense. That is having a couple big guys underneath who can clean up the boards. Don't confuse the two. An offense is able to get points in various situations against different defenses, against different mismatches. You find the opportunities and you take them. That's where Holtman's teams struggle is from a tactical standpoint. He does do a good job getting some recruits in here, does a decent job right, getting well, let's, transfers. Let's talk but, about that. But offensively and defensively, I don't see enough on either side of the ball tactically to say, yes, this is this is a great job of coaching. I agree with you. Let's stop pretending like the offense runs through Kyle Young and Zed Key. I would love to have both of them in this lineup. That has nothing to do with what you're seeing. The, well, it, the guard play on this team is awful. It's terrible. It is awful. They outside, have, outside of Malachi. Malachi is a guard. But, yes, of course. Yes, but outside of him, it's really bad. It is terrible. And I, I was talking, we were talking to Teddy about this before the show. You know, this is not one of those situations where you're just a coach and you shrug your shoulders and you say, well, what are you going to do? My GM didn't give me the players. Holtman's out there recruiting these guys. Yeah. All right. You are bringing in guys, not just recruiting them out of high school, but playing with that transfer portal like they did with a guard who we yeah. thought was going to play defense, who doesn't really play defense. No, not at all. What are we doing? <laughs> Let's just run through. I mean, these are the eight guys that, Played minutes last night. Jimmy Sotos, transfer. Cedric Russell, transfer. Jamari Wheeler, transfer. Joey Joey Brunk, him too, transfer. I mean, that's... Of your eight guys that, that you played last night, five of them are transfers. The three guys that you brought in as recruits, and I know there's injuries, right? I got it. I'm aware of injuries. But one of those guys that you're relying on, Kyle Young, also a transfer, right? Like they've, they've built this thing on transfers and then they've missed spectacularly on some of the transfers, right? I mean, there, it is Cedric Russell should be a better player than 28 minutes, six points, nothing really. Like that's, he, he didn't liability really, defensively, right? Again, that's not my call to bring him in. That's Holtman's call to bring that guy in. Well, I'm, I've been told things would look so much different if Justice Suing were playing I'm sick and here. healthy. No I'm sick of hearing it too. You want to know why? Because when this team was a projected two seed, he wasn't playing. <laughs> when this team was beating Duke, they didn't he have Justice playing. Suing. Right. Like, the idea that this team suddenly can't do anything without Justice Suing. Do we know if Justice Suing no, is going to be a 20-10 guy? The excuse makers come out. I don't know why. I well, have no idea why. I yes, I have a lot of frustration around that. And and by the way, 
We've been here all season long with the ups and downs. You have been a little more frustrated by this team than I. I mean, I've been frustrated, but you've been someone a little bit more on this team's not going to do anything. And I've been saying, ah, oh, well, it's college basketball. Things happen. Have either of us called for Holtman to be fired all season long? You've you've seen fans say stuff. You've seen people panic and up and down with everything. You and I haven't been out here saying, get rid of Chris Holtman. He can't get the job done. None of that. Well, we're not out here just reactionary screaming about anything and everything. We're looking at the situation and saying, please tell me from an offensive standpoint what Chris Holtman has brought to the table. I know his assistants are the ones who do that a lot of times. He's in charge of hiring those assistants. Please show me what their offense is other than what what their successful offense is. I don't care what their plan is. They're going to bring in a new assistant coach next year. No, I know, but help with the offense. Show me what their successful offensive game plan is that they use that doesn't involve Malachi or EJ just having a good mismatch and taking advantage I'll, of. It. I'll take it a step further. Show me how this team has gotten better since Chris Holtman's been here. As well, the as the year goes. Oh, you mean as the, the season? Year. Yes, yes, as the, the season yeah. goes. Show me how this team has gotten better. For every example you could probably give, there's there's a couple years where you can say easily. I mean, last year. That was a that was a pretty good buildup for this team that then did nothing in the tournament. That was entirely frustrating. And this year, now you've got a team that is backing its way into the NCAA tournament. And if they do turn it around and win a couple games, a lot will be forgiven. But I don't think we should forget about the fact that a lot of these structural issues with this team remain. It, you have two guys who could be player of the year candidates in Malachi Branham and EJ Liddell. And, and you're just wasting it. You're wasting you're it. You're wasting it. All right, more of this crap coming up. Plus, Jack, it's time. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that I-71 northbound between 270 and Route 37. That is closed due to an ongoing police investigation. The routes from 270 east and westbound and I-71 north, those are also closed. Please avoid the area. It will remain closed until further notice. Strabic Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Tell the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on the Fan Tool of the Week. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Before we talk more crappy Buckeye basketball, Jackets last night laid an egg against the Islanders. They are back home for the Wild tonight. They just got back into town tonight. Huh? Or uh, uh, this morning, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Tonight they're playing tonight, and they got in town Their tonight. plane had some problems last night. They couldn't leave. Oh. So they spent the night in New York, 
and they're back this morning. They're playing the Wild tonight. Well, that's annoying. That is annoying. We have covered 6.30 here on The Fan, and you know sometimes we, we talk about how the goaltender keeps you in games, and mm, oh, so-and-so is standing on their head. And that didn't happen last That did time. not happen. I felt bad for Corpy. He hadn't played in a while, coming back from injury, and some of those goals, especially the first one, soft. Yeah. Well, remember, my, and I'm not trying to put this all on Corpy because he did have a bad night, but just remember how before the season when we said, you know, maybe you should ship one of these two goaltenders out, everybody said, no. Goaltending we didn't say that will before be the season. We said that last well, season. right. And before this season. But everyone's reaction, well, not everyone, a lot of people in the media's reaction was, no. And the Jackets especially, goaltending's a strength of this organization. That's what we're building around. That's goaltending. They're, okay, this is where it's got you now. I know you can't help injuries, you can't help things like that, but this is a problem. This is an issue. Well, he has no value right now. I know. He, he yeah, has nothing. Now, that's why... The idea that you don't, when you have two guys and you know one of them's going to be the clear number one, I don't care what Yarmo said before the season, we knew Elvis was going to be the guy. So I wish they would have considered that and thought about shipping out Corpy you know, ahead of time, but whatever. We're here now, and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to crap on the dude. He has been a good player for this team for a, a lot of time, but yeah, unfortunately right now it's not working. Buckeyes blow another double-digit lead. They lose to Penn State. I, I made the fatal flaw, the mistake with this team. Early in the game, I'm watching, and I said to myself, you know what? Damn it, Timmy Hall's going to be right. They're going to win by 17 points. Well, he looked like he was right He's going to be styling and profile and saying, I called it. Well, he wasn't wrong from the standpoint that talent-wise, Ohio State, even with the injuries, better than Penn State. Yes. And they played like it, and they didn't keep their foot on the gas in the second half credit to Penn State for making some adjustments but I do think when you have this happen once in a tournament situation random stuff's going to happen right it's it's one game playoffs basketball is a finicky game you can have off nights where you're otherwise shooting great then one night you just can't hit the broad side of a barn this team has very consistent inconsistencies they do not shoot well from outside they do not play great defense on the perimeter at all. They can't hold leads. And they can't hold leads. They can't do it. I mean, we, we've seen it the last month and a half. And that Indiana game, they they bailed themselves out, I guess, yes, with, they a, did. with an overtime victory. But they blew that game, too. That's well, a victory. We don't look at it, but we even, should. Even the one in Assembly Hall where they lost by, like, 16. Remember how that spiraled out? Where they were, they were in that game. It was a tight game on the road. A game they could have won. And then... Like halfway through the second half, Indiana just started making everything because they got no no resistance on the perimeter and the Buckeyes had no answers. Now that was one where it looked like a blowout at the end and it was, but that is because of the same inconsistent problem. No offense, relying on your best players to try to make something happen out of nothing and not having great defense. I think Chris Holman's seat should be warm going into next year slash even a little hot. <laughs> how dare you i mean i don't think how that's, dare you say that no one's saying fire him this offseason no one is or, or you know after this tournament whatever they do in the ncaa tournament no one is saying that i am saying next offseason if he or, or next season if they do not show market improvement and show that they are not going to be this team that blows leads and not going to be this team that collapses down the stretch i'm talking over the course of a season 
then I'll I'll give him credit for turning that around. Tough to do given EJ Liddell is gone next year, yeah. most likely. And maybe outside chance Malachi Branham is. I don't know how that plays out. It may or may not be that he's back. But if he's not back, you better hope your class coming in next year, which is supposed to be really good. You better hope they're ready and they instantly come in and contribute. No, that'll be the excuse next year. Young. Young. We're too young. What are you going to do? Kyle Young. Also, speaking young. of young, Kyle Young going away next year as well. So, well, and even if he, we, I said it before the season, anything you get from Kyle Young this season is is icing on the cake. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't know how he would react physically, and I, I hope he gets better. I'm concerned because I don't know how many concussions this is for him. They're not releasing all that information to us. Of course. Yeah, you got to have concern there for I, I'm situation. concerned with him physically. I'm not blaming him. But no. I said going into this season, if you're counting on Kyle Young, that's not good because yeah. you can't. And you're, here we are staring at another tournament, and we have no idea where the interior presence is going to be, let alone all the other problems that we we talked about. Right, right. Um, can we touch real quick on with with all that? Because I know there are some people in the media who look at you cross-eyed if you dare say like that maybe Holtman should be on a warm to hot seat next year. I, I'm reminded of guys like Jeff Goodman, and I don't know how he feels about Holtman now. I, I haven't checked in on him recently, but. I remember back in December when the Mark Turgeon stuff happened and he got let go at Maryland. Remember that? Yeah. Jeff Goodman jumped in instantly. It was like, Maryland should go after Nate Oates from Alabama and Chris Oldman from Ohio State. No, and they it, only went after 70-year-old creepos that turned him down. <laughs> True enough. But at the time, a bunch of Ohio State fans yelled at him and his response was, why wouldn't he go there? He Those guys would much rather be there. They're at football schools. Nobody cares about basketball there. They'd much rather go to a place like Maryland where they care about basketball. Okay, now just keep that guy in mind and all the other talking head guys who tell you Chris Holtman's going to Louisville. Chris Holtman's going to Maryland. Chris Holtman wants to get out of Ohio State. He wants to go to a basketball school. That's what he cares about. Remember that. When you say, hey, Chris Holman's not getting the job done, it sucks, he's getting paid $3 million a Why year. Why do these football guys have expectations? Why are you treating it like the football program is now what you hear from a lot of the you know college basketball people. All these Ohio State fans think they're just going to be Ohio State football, huh? Think you're just going to be a top five program Look, every year. Which one do you want? Do you want us to have expectations or do you want us to just not care about the basketball team? Because I do care and it's frustrating. I'm not saying that Chris Holtman is this guy or he's going to be this guy. But, you know, these coaches, they're great until they're not. Okay? Tom Crean. Tom Crean just got fired from Georgia. Yeah. That team went 6-26. and 26. If you would have gone back 15 years and said Tom, Tom Crean would get crapped out of the SEC because he sure. sucked so bad, yeah. you'd say, what the hell are you talking about? He took Marquette to a Final Four. He's one of the youngest, best coaches in college basketball. Indiana's bringing him in. He's going to be new Bobby Knight. He's going to be the savior. And now look at him. Right. Look at him. And I'm not saying Chris Holtman's going to be that guy, but why do you just assume that every young-ish coach that's had a little bit of success, while well, you can't get rid of him, who else are you going to get? I don't know, someone who can get this team better as the season goes? Yeah, I, I'm not, again, no one here, I don't think you're saying it, I'm definitely not saying it. No one's saying Chris Holman should be fired at the end of this season. No, but That's not we, we should ask the question, what is your standard and when is enough enough? Yeah, well, for me, the standard will be next year. If you go yet again, and 
Who knows? Maybe they'll shock us in the tournament, which would which would be just about as stupid as this whole season has been for Ohio State basketball. But yeah, sure. Watch them make some ridiculous, weird run. If that doesn't happen next year, he will be on, I think, or should be a warm to hot seat here in town. And if that team goes out and plays 500 basketball in the Big Ten or more specifically looks good to start and then comes back to earth like they seem to do more often than not, then I'm going to say you need to find someone who can do the job better. That's a long way from now. That's a year from now we're talking about. But if we are back in this spot again saying another early exit in the Big Ten tourney with a team that should have been better than this, a team that lost their ranking, their seeding from like a three or four seed down to like a seven, eight seed, I'm going to be mad about that next year, and I'm going to say maybe it's time to make a change. But I'm not there yet. We had a couple dramatic returns last night. We'll talk about them next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. I-71 northbound between 270 and Route 37. That is still closed due to an ongoing police investigation. You'll also find some heavier slowdowns on alternate routes like Route 315, US 23, Cleveland Avenue, and Route 3. Please use caution in this area. Stravic Report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. When you buy a home with Rocket Mortgage, you'll have a team of experts to help you every step of the way. Forget unwanted surprises and unanswered questions. That's not how they work. You'll feel informed and confident at every turn. When you're ready to buy or refinance, Rocket can. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Had a couple of dramatic returns last night. The 76er fans gave it to Ben Simmons. He didn't Uh play in the game, but he was on the bench. Did you see what he was wearing? No. So he had on a uh, sweater... A uh, Louis Vuitton sweater. Oh, yes, I did see it. It's but very, it was, very gaudy. It very was, yellow. Yes, it was yellow and black, and it was a hockey-style sweater. But, of course, it said LV across the front and said, you know, Vuitton on the back. He's playing in Philly against fans that he can't stand and they can't stand him. Whose colors does he wear? Penguins colors. Is how I read that. Oh, I didn't, read, I didn't think of it like that. He, but. he wore a hockey-styled sweater. Now, I'm sure he will say, oh, what? I, who cares? But it almost felt like I think he looked at that, and I would not put it above the very trolly NBA. That is that is what I love about the NBA as much as I love the basketball. The fact that there's all this sideline, behind the scenes, off the court drama. Some people hate that about the NBA, and I let you live. But I would not be surprised at all if the reason he wore that was to say, hey, I'm coming back to Philly. Let's go Penguins. Like, just, just to... Give them a little something more to not like about well, him. Well, his team got the last laugh because I saw the Nets kick the crap out of the 76ers. Oh, they did, man. And uh, don't look now. James Harden, 11 points. 3 of 17 shooting. That's oh, bueno. your that's your guy you brought he in. He probably hasn't found a good strip club in Philly yet. Once he does, <laughs> he'll be all right. I'm just pointing out here, it's impossible for me to understand how James Harden doesn't get 10 assists a night 
off of a pick and roll 10 times yeah. with Joel Embiid every single time down the court. Embiid and him should be pick and rolling left and right. They did a little bit last night, but I, I here's what happened with this whole thing with uh, Ben Simmons in in Philadelphia, he was relied upon as like, you're going to have to be the second guy. You and Embiid, you guys have to be the leaders of the team. He's now on a team where Kevin Durant is a straight-up assassin in the playoffs. Kyrie Irving is a straight-up, when he can play, a straight-up assassin in the playoffs. Ben Simmons has to go out there when healthy. And by the way, he was bending over, picking up basketballs left and right. Looked like his back was fine. I'm sure he'll be back soon, assuming everything else is right. He could go out there, play some good defense, which he's known to do, and not have to hit threes because they also have Seth Curry, who was out there like shooting the lights out last night. Like This worked out for Ben Simmons. I'm not saying it should have. I'm not saying he was right to do what he did. I'm saying this has worked out for Ben Simmons, it appears, because he's now going to be like the third or fourth option on a team that could have NBA Finals written all over them. If, you know the loss get changed in New York, I would say they they definitely can be that team. Right now, they have to stay in the playoff hunt, though, because the Nets have fallen so far off, given Kyrie can't play and Kevin Durant was ouchy for a bit. Jack Eichel made his return to Buffalo last night. The fans were not happy. They were giving it to him. They were throwing things on the ice, too. Well, at the end of the game, they threw at like, the end of the his, game, his sweater. Someone yes. threw his jersey on the there ice. Were, uh, there were several off-color signs and things like that, and Jack Eichel couldn't help himself after the game. He said, it was the loudest I've heard this place ever, really. It only took seven years and me leaving for them to get into the game. It was a nice tribute. There was plenty of people here that were supporting me. There were plenty of people that were booing me. They must just be booing me because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, that well, is right. Th- that could be true that, oh, you left us and we thought you were going to be the savior of the franchise. But I didn't take that last night as, and maybe the, the Sabre fans in the moment can't see this, but I didn't take it last night as Jack Eichel is the reason we are booing our heads off and showing up to this game. I think that fan base is so frustrated. We talk about being frustrated here. As Blue Jacket fans, the Sabres have not made the playoffs in 12 years. Sure, they're frustrated. years, and I think last night was just a culmination of that, where Jack Eichel gave them hope, and they kept hoping he was going to be a superstar, and this team was going to be good, and they want to show up to the rink and support the team. Instead... They have not been in the playoffs in a dozen years. They have an ownership group that seems more interested in building football stadiums now. They they are lost as a fan base, and that was the outlet last night. Yeah, it, it was, but I, I'm sure it's a little of both, right? That there is frustration. Maybe you're not getting booed as much if everyone feels like we've got a Stanley Cup contender on our hands. Oh, look, Jack Eichel's back. Well, that's what I, yes, that's what I like, mean. Right, that... That's true that a lot of that anger and frustration is because the team has been bad and continues to be bad. But then you couple that with there's a guy in town who got out of that situation. However you want to say whether he was right or wrong with his neck issues and wanting to do things the way he wanted to do it versus the way the team wanted to do it. All that stuff aside, he's out of there and now has a chance to go do bigger and better things, you're stuck with your craptastic team that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and, you know, 
I know Jack Eichel's getting points for roasting the fans after the game, but can you blame these fans for not showing up? No. I just told you, for 12 years, they haven't gone to the playoffs. That place is like a morgue, but I understand why, because they're so frustrated. They don't want to pay any money to watch this product. Last night was the biggest crowd of the season in Buffalo. You know what the attendance was? What was the Biggest crowd of the season. 12,437. That was the biggest crowd of the season. That's bad. That's where this fan base is right now. Sure. And for him to say it like, well, this is the loudest I've heard this place in seven years. Took me leaving and all that stuff for this to happen. Yeah. The the idea, and I know this is tough for some like egocentric athletes to understand. And I get it. These guys have been good since they were five, so they think everything revolves around them, but... And they think fans should just come every single yes. night and cheer them well, whether they think, they're good or bad. They think fans should come every night, and regardless of your performance, they should cheer you on because even when you're bad, that's when you need the cheers the most. Yeah, so yeah, you'll right. be good. And it's like, God forbid some of us fans think, I don't, especially with pro athletes, you're paid millions of dollars to be good. I didn't think I needed to give you a pep talk before every, you know, face off. So that you would go out there and play hard. I thought those big zeros in your check, checking account, those might play into factors about how hard you play. But th- he had a quote in there, and I, I'm not going to get it correct 100%, but it was something to the effect of like, for those who came out and still supported me, I appreciate it. I know you're real fans. Something to that level. And it's like, those are the loser fans, man. To me, yeah, those are the are. people that just, I will never understand the people who are like, oh, you wanted to go? You don't want to be here? Hey, good for you. Can I'm he glad understand. you got out. Can he understand? Why couldn't he have said something like, hey, man, I, maybe it's directed at me. Maybe it's not. I understand the frustration with this franchise because I was frustrated with this franchise yeah. and wanted to get out of here. That so would I, be, I get it. I never understand the former players when they punch, I, I guess I do a little bit. They they are mad because the fans are the ones saying the mean things, right? But who is everyone frustrated with? Ownership. He was frustrated with ownership. They were frustrated with ownership. That's that's the real villain in in ninety nine percent of these cases where a guy wants to get out of town. It's because he doesn't agree with the vision of ownership, the front office, the GM, whoever. And so they want to get out of town. And the fans would largely probably say, yeah, we don't agree with it either, but we're stuck with it. You're not. Why do you go Why do you go after the fans when you're paid millions of dollars to play hockey? Go after the guy who has billions of dollars. That's who you should be going after. T-Bone's dreams for the Cleveland Browns may come true. I'll explain coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 17th Avenue in this area. And 71 southbound before East Broad Street. Another accident there as well. Police on scene. Please use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers. Drivers are paid based on experience and receive attendance and safety bonuses. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week. Receive benefits, paid vacation, and be home nightly. Apply today at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. The fan is joining 10TV and the Ohio Education Association to honor classroom heroes. Teachers and educators need our support and recognition more than ever. We're proud to announce this week's hero, Lisa Oney, a kindergarten teacher at Prairie Norton Elementary School. She's been a teacher in Southwestern City Schools for 30 years. Nominate teachers, coaches, or staff members who you think deserve special recognition. Head to 971thefan.com slash heroes. Bone? Yes. Once upon a time, mm-hmm. you would go to bed and have wet dreams about Derek Carr every single night. <laughs> well, let's not get carried And then away. you would come on the show and talk about how great mm. he is and how wonderful his mascara looks. It's fine with me. Well, I don't care. I know a lot of guys who wore mascara back in the day. Well, maybe but, uh, not mascara. Eyeliner's probably Well, accurate. whatever. <laughs> whatever it's called. But, Hot topic. Yeah. I'll tell you, every single Monday we'd sit down and you would have your Why I Love Derek Carr segment. I well, did. I, I guess I did. I saw this. A report. According to Cleveland.com, the Browns have had Derek Carr on their radar this offseason. Good. The Colts also reportedly have trade interest in Derek Carr. Listen, uh, man, there I I you know I have cooled a bit on Derek Carr. You have over the cooled years. on him, but you're you've your hatred for Baker has grown a bit more. It's well, here's here's where we are. Um I don't know if this offense and the other assembled pieces, Kevin Stefanski, all those other things, I don't know if it'll work with another quarterback. I do know it's not going to work with Baker Mayfield in a meaningful way. Don't give me... No, you don't know that. Yes, I do. You don't know that. It's not going to work in, a, may, no, in a meaningful way with Baker Mayfield. He may come back next year and be healthy, and motivated, mm. and he'll get at it. And We've, what's seen, gonna it. Happen. And then, We've yes. seen him be good. And then what's going to happen? He's going to get hit a bunch of times. He's going to get injured. He's going to then play through the injuries and be mediocre. And even when healthy, he struggles to locate receivers who are open. He locks on to guys and misses throws badly. I, I, look, I'm not badly. saying I am not saying he's an elite quarterback. What I will tell you, I will caution you on this. Derek Carr is entering the last year of his contract. If he gets moved, he signs an extension. Does he? All right. Yes. Based on what? You are going to, I'm telling you, you are going to have to sign him to an extension if you trade for Derek Carr. But what what is his option otherwise? All right, let's say trade comes through and, and the Raiders call him and say, hey, we're dealing you. We're getting too good of an offer. Well, I'm not moving unless I want an extension. A, does he have a no trade clause? I don't know. I don't know if he does, but he's, and again, you, you can call him on this and say, we, we call your bluff. He has said several times, I only want to play for the Raiders, and if I can't play for the Raiders, I'm going to retire. So they may come to him with a trade offer, and he says, no, nope, I'm going to retire. Okay. Then, well, then he can retire. He, yes, okay. Doesn't, then, doesn't hurt you, but the other side of that is the Browns saying, no, we really want him. We don't want him to retire, so instead we'll entice him with all this money. And then if he says, well, the Browns are going to give me an extension if I go well, there, I'm not, not going to... Then I'm not doing that. Well, but this is what I'm saying to you. No, there's no... I, again, I'm only also, looking at Also, he's trash. It. <laughs> also, I'm telling you, he's trash. 
What are his? Do you know what his touchdown interceptions were last year? I don't care. Not good. Not good. I don't, by the way, but I, I don't even care if they're good because you can look at Kirk Cousins and say, "Look at these numbers; they're great." No, stop it. That's one of the biggest myths in sports. Oh, numbers don't lie. Yes, they do. Numbers lie often. Yeah, he had twenty-four touchdowns to seventeen interceptions, or twenty-three touchdowns to seventeen interceptions. All right, and in twenty twenty-one NFL, that sucks. Let me back up. I gave you the wrong thing. Twenty-three touchdowns. 14 picks is what it actually is. The 17 number is what I was thinking of. That's Baker's touchdowns last year. 17 touchdowns, 13 picks. Uh, What I'm saying is, uh, let's just talk about it from the pipe dream, apparently, that I have, that if you trade for Derek Carr, he would play for you for one year. I don't know that he would be any better in this offense than Baker Mayfield. I don't think he would. He may not be. But he, I know what Baker Mayfield's going to be, and that's going to be he's going he's gonna to give you a real good effort. He's going to put together some games where you say, man, if he did that every week, he'd be an all-pro. And then come the cold weather, come the time where you need him, he's going to either be ouchy or bad or both, and your team is going to disappoint you. That is what's going to happen with Baker. Oh, and by the way, if you get the wrong mix of wide receivers for him, yep. he's going to throw a hissy fit and not throw to any of them. That's also because we can't have a guy who was having like almost a borderline MVP type of performance in the Super Bowl for a hot second. Dory Torres ACL. That guy couldn't play with Baker Mayfield because Baker got in his head and Baker couldn't figure out how to throw him the football. So, no, I don't feel like Baker Mayfield is a guy you build your team around. And I definitely want to find out if anyone else could direct this offense, because if not, then maybe it's time to think about other options. Maybe it's not just draft a quarterback in 23. Maybe it's get a new head coach or get a few other pieces, get change some things up, not just quarterback. Derek Carr would at least be a variable that leaves everything else the same, and you find out, hey, maybe the offense runs a little better with Derek Carr. You know who it could be? Who's that? Adam Schefter says a 34-year-old quarterback who hasn't played in five years is in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Sure. Wants to play. Sure. Schefter said, if you're a team serious about winning a Super Bowl, call Colin Kaepernick. Look, we can have a conversation. We have had the conversation many times about Colin Kaepernick getting blackballed by this league and should it have been that way. We've discussed it. The reality is, I don't care if he's Zeus without a shirt on. I don't care if he's eating so much animal protein now, he's ready to burst out of his shirt, because that was a problem before, right? Well, he got <laughs> that was not a problem no, before. That was, was something that, that people pointed to out there. and said, well, he's on plant protein. Look how skinny he is. He's bulked up. He's massive. Right. Whatever. Okay? That's... He hasn't played in five years. He's 34 years old. And when the last time we saw him was, he was completing less than 60% of his passes. Right, I agree with all of what you said there, both from the standpoint of the league should not have blackballed him, they definitely did blackball him, and I believe that there was a not a massive conspiracy to do it, it was just everyone pretty much said, I don't want to deal with the fan fallout. Yeah, there would be a lot of protests and people mad on, on you know, if we brought him in, and, and we don't, we're not going to be leaders and do the right thing, so they didn't. And they gave up on a guy who had plenty of NFL career left in him. I do understand the people, though, who say, hold on a second. This is the same league that calls Josh McCown when he's coaching high school football to not only quarterback their team, but also possibly be the head coach of a team in some cases, because that happened this offseason. It's extremely inconsistent and frustrating. And then they will say for 
a period of time that has been previously not five years, Colin Kaepernick's been out of football too long. We can't have him. Now you are right. Five years is a really long time. I don't know. I don't no. know if they weren't going to get him a year or two or three no after he was out is, of football. No one is touching him. I don't know how they're going to do it now. No I one's just, touching him. Yeah, I I wish that wasn't the case, but yeah, I but don't it think is. it but it is. The Packers stole more what them too. The Packers stole more money from stupid people and we're going to talk about food. Cuz we've had stupid topics the last 2 days. Handsome men, sexy stomachs. Why should today be any different? Mm. Stupid topic alert coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident. Still causing slowdowns on I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up to Weber Road in this area. And a crash causing backups on I-71 southbound before East Broad Street. It is causing heavy backups from 5th Avenue. Please use caution over here. Traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Now hiring. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware. Now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-up bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-up bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. The Green Bay Packers have stolen money from people again. Oh, They have made shares available. Now You buy a share mm-hmm. in the Green Bay Packers. Now, maybe you're saying, well, that's not stealing money. I mean, they print you out a stock certificate. You own part of an NFL team, except you don't. Uh, yes, they are community-owned, the Green Bay Packers, but you share in none of the profits you don't get anything. And if one day the NFL goes to the Green Bay Packers and puts it for sale, and let's say a private investor, a private person comes in and buys the Green Bay Packers, well, you still don't make any money off of that if that were to happen. Right. You are paying for a piece of paper that is worth nothing. The Packers have done this for years. But you know what? Who's the evil? Who's the dummy here? I guess the evil one would be the Packers taking people's money for nothing. But the dumb people are the ones just handing over their money, right? Yeah, I know. But I, again, I think as long as people go into it knowing what it is, right? Like, if you go play the lottery thinking, hey, this is a fun thing. I've got five or ten bucks. I'm going to buy a few lottery tickets. It's up to eight bajillion dollars. Yes, but there's a chance you could actually win something, though, with the lottery. I know that. But if you're playing it for fun and you're just like, this would be cool to, it gives me a little hope. It's something interesting. That's one thing, right? If you're buying lotto tickets every week and saying, this is the only savings I have. This is what I'm doing is I'm hoping it'll pay off one day. 
then you're misguided. You don't understand what that thing is supposed to be. It's definitely not supposed to be an investment because it's not going to pay off most likely. So, and, and same thing, I'm just saying, same thing with this Packers thing, right? It's If you buy it to have a little thing on your wall, how many, how many tchotchkes do they sell in the NFL store that are like, you know, a commemorative coin for some event that happened that you didn't go to, but you remember it was a big deal. Or maybe you get like a Super Bowl thing from the 85 Bears. You pay a few hundred dollars to have it so you can put it up in your wall. Like, that's fine if that's why you're buying a stock in the Green Bay Packers. If you just want something to put up and say, look how big of a Packers fan I am, I burned money for it. No, you're stupid. Well, that's It's stupid. That's different, though, to me than if you're saying, I'm buying this because it makes me a part of the team. Well, no, you're not. And you you should know that. Lots of things you can buy to show your Packer fandom that's not totally worthless. You can buy a jersey and actually wear it and get some use out of it. No, I know, but lots of people buy jerseys and hang them up on their wall. Alright, well then do that! Well, that's I'm saying that's as useless as this stock. No, it's, just it's not. Thing you bought because then at least you can wall. look at a very attractive jersey up there on that wall and say, "Hey, Brett Favre, Copper Dong." Instead, you've paid three hundred dollars for a worthless piece of paper. That's how much these stocks cost. Oh, by the way, plus thirty five dollars per share for a handling fee. Oh. So you pay three hundred dollars for the oh. worthless piece of paper, and then they charge you an extra thirty five bucks to put it in an envelope and send it to you. That part, you know what? The thirty-five dollars makes me angrier than the three hundred. I got to be honest. You know what they raised on this? I'm sure tons. Sixty-five point eight million dollars, free money, free. Sixty-five point eight million dollars. Again, I I don't. Other than I get the people who want it as a gift or a I'm keepsake. selling stock in this show. I want people to give us money. We will print you out an official certificate. I'll make you a damn trophy. I'll come to your house and deliver it myself. I'm going to sell stock in this show. 50 bucks. You can be a part owner. Oh, no, no, no. You're not. And wee wees. And my water tastes good. You can own all of it. You're not, but you're not a part owner because we're sharing none of the proceeds. No, 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 none of that. Just the illusion, the illusion of ownership. Yeah. Every time I say, hey, common man here for whatever, you can say, hey, I own that. I, I am a part, again, but what if they, let me ask you this, because I understand your version is they call it stock. What if they called it a fan club? $300 to join our fan club, and we send you a certificate that says you're part of the fan club. Even stupid fan clubs, first of all, they don't cost 335 bucks well, if, <laughs> to join the fan club, but even when I joined the, uh, joined the Bon Jovi fan club, they sent me a little thing with a fake autograph and a t-shirt. At least I got a t-shirt they out of the deal. They sent a certificate. I could wear it case. around. The t-shirt, you <laughs> All right. I'm just saying, yes, I think it's a really bad. I agree with you. I would rather have more for my fan club stamp of approval than a certificate that I have to pay $35 for them to handle. But at least that if that's your idea and you just got money to burn, enjoy for the people who actually believe this is somehow worth something that sucks. And I'm guaranteeing you, if you raised how many millions again, 65 million is what you said. There's a lot of people who are buying this thinking perhaps down the road it becomes worth something maybe they understand it's not worth anything now it's not it's impossible i know it's this impossible. is also non-transferable i know it's non-transferable and not possible it will ever be worth anything do you think everyone who bought this stock understands that and complies with that and believes that i, I don't know do you think that in know. 2022 i don't know you know they don't they should get uh, there are people who actually think I gotta put everybody in jail someday this might maybe they'll change Teddy, their minds can we go to green bay and just start making citizens arrest they're so drunk in wisconsin they won't they'll just go willingly hi how you doing i'm common man i'm here to take you to jail all right 
wanted to see. Are you the guy from Minnesota? No, I'm the other guy. Other guy. Hang on. I got to do math. Hold on. What? I'm trying to figure out how many stocks. Did you say how many stocks this was that they sold? You. Well, well, you throw it away already? Here, I can get it. I can I, get it. I have it. They sold, uh, what they're saying is more than 198,000 shares. According to this math, if they made 60, you said 65 million? 65.8 million. Okay. If you divide that by 300, you get 216,000. You are forgetting, you're forgetting the $35 per share handling fee. Oh, that's fee. right. Which they're also factoring into the sixty-five point oh, eight million. Okay, yeah. Hang on. Uh, all right. Yeah. So again, still they sold tens of thousands of these. Correct. Yeah, they sold. They say they sold one hundred ninety-eight thousand, and that was from one hundred seventy-six thousand people. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. That is that. There is no chance out of a group of one hundred seventy. If you go cut that number down. Just to a hundred thousand, the people who used to come to the Ohio to Ohio Stadium. Now it's not a hundred thousand, but it used to be. Let's say you go to a random Ohio State game and said, "Is Bigfoot real?" You're telling me every single person in the stadium would say, "No, Bigfoot's not real." I could go upstairs to the sales office (laughs) and ask that question here, right? And Platinum Fox will look at me and say, "Well, you know, there's a lot of compelling evidence for Bigfoot." If you went to a random Ohio State game and said. Do you think if you had a year to train at whatever age you are now, do you think if you had a year to train, you could get out there and make this team, this team, Ohio State football, you could make the team or they're playing Akron. You could make Akron's football team. I bet you there's more than half of the people there would say, oh, yeah, probably, even though that's impossible and it would never happen. I'm telling you, these 200,000 people that bought this. There's 100,000 of them that believe they may someday own the Packers. I understand. I believe you. That is sad. But if Bigfoot is real, does George Soros know about it? That That's I, my question to you. I don't. I bet there's a secret meeting about it somewhere. Of course he knows. Sure. Set him loose. <laughs> uh, I was reading a story today about once plentiful restaurant chains that have okay. either disappeared entirely or greatly reduced their numbers. It mentioned Quiznos, and I tweeted out today, I miss Quiznos. And then, oh. of course, like the first reply I get is, Jersey Mike's is better. It's like, we're not... We're not like talking about Jersey First Mike's of all, is great. Just because a place, yes, I like Jersey Mike's too. Just because a place makes a sandwich doesn't mean they make the same sandwich. All right. No, it's you different. walk into Jersey Mike's and say, "Hey, um, give me a jalapeno aioli on my sub." They look at you like, "What the hell are you talking about?" We have vinegar and oil and maybe some mayonnaise if you ask for it. That's it. It's that type of sandwich. There used to be a sign. There should have been a sign. Quiznos window. Our produce is questionable. You are not going there for fresh. <laughs> no. All right, you are going there because they put a lot of slop on a piece of nice bread and put it in an oven. Yeah, and you get some gooey sandwich that has thirty five hundred calories, and yes. it was delicious. I think that that's much more the you know for people who remember this term the grinder type of sub versus you know like a. The sub you would get like out on the, you know, like, like a cold sub. That's just totally right. It's not totally a Jersey Shore style sh- sub. No, it's not no, that type of not, place. Not at all. So Quiznos was mentioned there. I miss that place. The other place that was mentioned that I miss, Damon's. Oh. I miss da- I miss the onion loaf at the Damon's. The place for ribs. They had, they had good everything. And I have fond memories because a lot of the early broadcasts that I did, the remote broadcast when I first started working here at the radio station, we would always do them at Damon's. See, that would always, I would think that would be tough. I never did broadcast at Damon's, but 
my concern is always like when we're doing a broadcast, I don't want to get my hands or my face messy while we have to still talk and do things because I didn't care. I know you did. I ate a huge onion loaf right on the air. No, but I'm saying go to a rib place to then do a live broadcast and then someone inevitably like you have the rib in your mouth and the sauce is all over. And that's when someone's like, hey, man, big fan of your show. And you're like, oh, 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 sorry. And you got to undo all that. I would I would I would struggle there. I would be well, tempted the good to news is back then. Nobody said that to me. So <laughs> true enough. They were just lined up next to Spielman trying to get him to sign autographs. Well, that's fair enough. Um, you're talking, though, about places that yes, are no me, longer give me, around. Give me some places, and I'm going to ask the people, too. At Man and Bone 971, tweet us. I really miss a place that Wendy's started, and it didn't go as well as Wendy's, and that's why you don't see them anymore, but a place called Sister's Chicken. I, I never went to Sister's Chicken. Sister's Chicken and Biscuits. I don't know if they were just around here or how how widely spread they went, but they they were in the early 80s is when they were around. I probably had them maybe just a handful of times when I was a kid. But it was this it was uh you you can see the buildings. I want to say some of their buildings got taken over by like Bob Evans cuz they had similar looks, but right. maybe I'm wrong. But it was a place where, you know, Wendy's is obviously fast food. Sisters was more like, yes, they do have fast food, but you can sit down and eat it in here and they bring it to you on like, you know, more of like a sit down restaurant. Not plate. fast food, good food quickly. <laughs> that, I think that's they, what those places They actually say. had a slogan that said beyond fast food, it's fabulous. Oh, mm. sports babe was there. She was making the chicken. No, but it sister's chicken. I... I loved that place, and I wish it was around. It's not. It's too bad. Sister's Chicken on the radio. Right, Teddy? <laughs> I have no idea. Sister Christian. Oh, okay. I, I didn't it. catch that at <laughs> all. Come on, I didn't catch that slow, at all. Sorry. Uh, hey, which restaurant do you miss? Uh, and, what's your fa- and what's your favorite color? Whatever. I've got other ones, man. Nah, we got to take a break. Then we'll come okay, back and I've talk got about more. the stupidity. And some big breaking news, broadcasting news coming up next. Ooh. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on I-71 southbound before East Broad Street. An accident causing heavy backups. Traffic is stop and go from Fifth Avenue and still continues to build. You'll find police on scene trying to get things clear. Please be cautious over here. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand is changing the way people live with their pets. Experienced professionals provide pets independence to play outside while providing you confidence they're secure. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Tool of the week at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. 
We are talking about restaurant chains that you miss. Mm. Also, some breaking broadcasting news. <laughs> Big breaking news here. Joe Buck leaving Fox to go to Espen. Who else just left Fox to Troy go Aikman. to Espen? Oh, huh. Wow. Fox just getting out of the game of paying anybody that's any good over there? I don't know if this was their grand plan where it's like, hey, we hate both of these guys. Let's get rid of both of them. Or if they didn't anticipate this at all. But good news, though. Fox, very involved in developing the new USFL. (laughs) They own it. They operate it. That's where their priority is. The USFL. I saw saw one of the Murdoch family, I don't know who, was quoted in a story about that saying, oh, USFL, very low risk for us, very high reward possibilities. That's why we're doing this. It's like, oh... How about losing your number one broadcast team off of the number one thing that people watch your channel for? More than they watch it for The Simpsons, more than they watch it for any of your Which Singer is Under the Mask show, more than any they watch of like Gordon Ramsay screaming at people. They watch your channel for this more than anything else, and the number one guys you have on that have just walked out the door to a competitor. Well, there was also, there were some reports earlier on saying, well, if Fox does let him go, it would almost be like a trade with ESPN, where maybe ESPN gives Fox some Big Ten games or something like that. At least according to this story, they're just letting him walk. They're letting both Buck and Aikman walk out the door. Yeah, they are letting him walk, letting him out early as a good gesture for his years of service to the company. He is expected to sign a contract in the five-year, 60 to $75 million range with ESPN. Well, let me put it this way. That is a good gesture by Fox professionally to say, hey, you've earned the right to work where you want to work. Yeah, but you know what that that means? That means you have a broadcaster in Joe Buck that looked at his Fox bosses and said, I will not work for you. Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, they probably didn't have many other options, but I'm saying they could have made it messy and go with lawyers and no, you have to stay or you owe us something or someone owes us something for your services and you leaving. But there, there's to me, there is that's a pretty big failure by Fox's executive team. I'm not even saying it hurts ratings, right? Do you think they pay Tony Romo $18 million at CBS because he generates $18 million of cash for them on the ratings every year? No way. They do it because it's a vanity project to say, we've got the best analyst, we're CBS. We invest in great sports talent, that's who we are. You come here, you will get the best. Fox just basically said, uh, Skip Bayless will scream at you, and other than that, we don't really care what you're going to watch, because we know you're going to watch anyway. They, they don't believe in putting together a good product, in my opinion, if their answer is, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman could just walk out the door, and no one cares. So let's say... Uh, let's say it's the low end. Let's say it's five years, $60 million for Joe Buck. We'll ignore the $75 million that's maybe there. Troy Aikman's deal, five years, $92.5 million. ESPN paid, paid a lot of money for their Monday night broadcast booth. Well, they sure Their did. Monday night broadcast booth may be better than any of the games they're actually broadcasting. Well, they're, but I, I would argue that their Monday night booth may be the best one in all of pro sports, well, not I, just the I NFL. Thought, look, I know that a lot of people voted for Nance and Romo, and people like Chris Collinsworth. I don't. And I was surprised when we saw the national poll come out, and these guys finished third. Yeah. 
Right. You know, because I always thought that Buck and Aikman was the number one crew. I like watching them the best. And Monday Night Football, I get why they've done this. I do. I understand. They've had this rotating clown car where they're trying to put people together in three-man booths, not working out. Booger on the right. whatever dolly thing they had him riding they around They had on. an opportunity to go out and get an established crew that's been working together for almost 20 years and put them on their flagship product. And they... I'm sure had internal discussions and said, look, for this, money's no option. That's that's my point. Is It's not about I'm going to be more likely to watch a Monday night football game because those two are doing it. But when I watch it, I'm going to have more positive experiences. I'm going to view that product as being slightly elevated. It's going to feel big time because it sounds big time. Yes, it will. And we all know, too. I mean, when those guys did Thursday night games, right? Buck and Aikman did Thursday night games occasionally. Yes. There were some dog crap games on Thursday nights, but they had to do them. And it felt like more of a big event because those two were on the call. Even if we knew the game wasn't that great, I didn't stick with a game if it sucked because of a a broadcaster in that way. But it does elevate the product. And I know that Fox's gamble here is that, well, we could put anybody on the call and it'll still get ratings because it's the the NFL. But if that's the case, why are you giving $15 million to Sean Payton? Well... (laughs) That's the thing. If you have this mentality where it's, well, it's the, it's the game that matters. Who cares about the broadcasters? Then go ahead. Put Kevin Burkhart and Akeem Talib on the call and, and, and make it that, that's your number one crew. You know what? Go, you could go, you could go get Kevin James to do it at that rate. Whatever. Go with with what, remember when Monday Night Football had, uh, you know, Dennis Miller on the broadcast? Like you, you can go just hire anyone to do it. Or maybe we've shown that over time you do want the best guys doing the best games. By the way, you know who a lot of people is he's trending right now on Twitter. Who? You had some barbecue back there and you didn't tell me hurt my feelings. Gus Johnson. People oh. are saying might get the Fox number one gig there because he's one of their big game voices that they have, even though he doesn't do as much with the NFL. He kind of spot fills in from time to time. People I are, don't know if Gus would work with the NFL. Well, I mean, he's done NFL games, I know obviously. He has, but, but I'm talking about the game that everyone's watching. I America's game of the week, or whatever I'm they just, call it. I'm pointing out. I like this, Gus. He's a little fatiguing, though. This may be where they go. And well, if you had a problem before, people who and I've brought this up from time to time. Joe Buck has grown on me over the years, but still, there are moments where he likes to just let it breathe. You know? Yeah. Gus is the opposite of that. I'm saying you're going to be giving the audience the exact shock treatment opposite of that if Gus Johnson ends up becoming the number one guy. Now, he probably won't, but that is an interesting thought out there that Gus may end up being the number one voice on Fox. We get any tweets about the restaurants that people miss? Have you Uh, seen anything? Yeah. I had a few. I I did have uh, Brandon said he remembers Sister's Chicken and pointed out that the Flowerama on East Broad Street in Whitehall is a sister's chicken building. And I told you, some of these buildings are still around. So you drive by that, you, that's what they used to look like, that shape of building. Uh, Obi-Wan, Obi-John Kenobi said, I miss Chi-Chi's. And he said, yeah, AKA, I used to like Chi-Chi's He too. said, AKA Mexican Applebee's, which, all yeah. right. But did, it, you guys, did you guys have Bennigan's here? We didn't have, I don't recall there being I a miss, Bennigan's. I miss if Bennigan's. Was, it was, I, like, I it was like Irish Applebee's, but I enjoyed Bennigan's. They had some good food. I miss them. Yeah. Chi-Chi's had the fried ice cream. They did. We were never allowed to get it. Really? Yeah. Why? I'll tell you right now. I didn't order a dessert in a restaurant until I was 20 years old. Oh, I see. If I would have said to my parents, 
like the once a month we'd go out to eat because we never went out to eat. Let's order dessert. They would just leave me in the parking lot and not take me home. They would look at me like I was an what? alien. I never had an appetizer and I never had a dessert. What? My parents refused. I mean, I get most of the time refusing that, but occasionally you got to let the Who kids have... Who needs that much food? I got ice cream at home! Oh. My mom was the ultimate, I have ice cream at home. Yeah, the at-home food. It's got never. freezer burn on it. It's like healthy choice. Terrible. I didn't have any good ice cream until I was an adult. I forgot about healthy choice ice cream. Oh, but, she used oof. to get like the cappuccino flavored healthy choice ice what? cream. That's was, all we had. Why would you? I hate my mom. Why? Why would you subject children to cappuccino flavored healthy ice know. cream? Never I mean, had a good cookie. She'd buy those snack wells crap. Ah, uh, yes. Remember that I got stuff. It now. So everything was like quasi diet. Yes, food. exactly. But you were not dieting because you were a kid. So well, that's why I would sneak food and became a fat ass. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because I right. didn't have any good food, so I'd sneak it. I'd be the guy melting American cheese on a Lender's bagel <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night in the microwave. <laughs> what a what an existence! Did you I paint had. a picture for you? You sure did. All right, more restaurants that you miss. I want to hear from you. Big Ten football fans took a survey. I will tell you what they had to say coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident still causing slowdowns on 71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up to North Broadway in this area. We'll also find delays on 71 southbound before East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Another accident causing backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on a two-pound bag of seedless clementines. Just $1.99 after March 15th. Fresh Time Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Gonna take some gasoline, burn her house down. Just wondering if that would come back or not. Tool of the week. Tool of the week. 534. Send in your tweets and kiss my ass. Mm. Chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, we're talking about restaurants that you miss. There are plenty of good suggestions on here that we've gotten via Twitter. Would you like Please to hear share. Some of them? Yes, that's why I brought it up. Um, so Jake says Fuddruckers. Yes. Make your own burger. Well, you know, one of the things they had at Fuddruckers that I think should be standard at any place where you might want cheese with your food, which to me is almost all of them. Mm-hmm. They had that nacho cheese, not nacho cheese, but like the cheese pump. Oh, yes. Hot, soft, gooey cheese, yeah, melty oh, cheese. Oh, yes. So you you were, I think, meant to be putting that in a little cup for your fries or maybe to dip your burger in, but I would just take the top off the burger, Yes. pump that right onto the top of the burger with whatever other toppings I had, and then put the bun back on, let it soak some of that up, and then you just have a gooey, melty, gross, yummy burger. Also had Ponderosa. Justin said that one. 
I don't. Did you go to a lot of Ponderosa? No, we didn't do that. We used to go after church. That was our like occasional yeah, we Sunday. We were either heathens. We didn't go to church. We would like. I always, when I was a kid, though. I mean, because Ponderosa was a technically their air quotes selling point was their steaks. They were a steak well, place, yes, steakhouse. Right, but they had a giant salad bar in there that had like pizza and wings and mm. all these other foods that. Well, we got pizza, but I never got wings when I was you know a little kid. We never the pizza ordered that buffet. Is very underrated. Oh, well, because look, yeah. I'm not usually a buffet guy, but pizza is probably the only food that I enjoy at room temperature. Oh, sure. So I even if it's that. not piping hot out of the oven, just to have a variety of pizza to go up and keep stuff in your face with. Oh, yeah, that was that was always great about Ponderosa. But I remember as a kid, my parents would just get us the salad bar and we would go to town and then they would get like the actual meals. But then either way, I did like Ponderosa. Was uh, Bonanza like that? Did you have Bonanza? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't do that. Ted, do you remember Bonanza? That was a place, I remember right? that, but uh, I don't think I went there very often. When I was, I was a also kid, a Ponderosa guy. I yeah. told you that my parents, went. we went out to dinner or out to eat once a month. Oh, okay. And it was always ethnic food. So, Chinese, oh, Mexican, okay. stuff that they wouldn't make at home. We would never go out for steaks because my mom would say, we can make it at home! Oh, so you've never, you never as a child went to an Olive Garden ever? No. Never? No. Even though, I mean, they make different food maybe there than what your mom makes no, at home. No, it doesn't matter. No, you just weren't going to ever go there. If I, as a matter of fact, my mom is 70, what is she? 71, 71 years old. And by the way, who cares? At a certain right. point, what's the difference? Like, it's impolite, don't tell my age. What's the difference? Yeah. You're alive and not wearing a diaper. Congratulations. All right? <laughs> That's an achievement. Sure. But if I told her today, Mom, you're 71, let's go to the Olive Garden. Let's see what it's all about. What's the matter with you? We're not going there. Now, I have since been to the Olive Garden. What did you think? Just on my own. It's fine for what fine. it is. It's not yes. meant to is be. Is it like your grandmother in a moo-moo in the kitchen making sauce all day? No. But if you want some creamy-ass pasta with some breadsticks and salad, what's the problem? I would also point out that not all of us had like Italian grandmothers to make us that stuff. So, I, yes. I'm talking specifically about my situation. No, here. I know. I'm just saying like there are a lot of people who are like it's not authentic Italian food. It's like yeah, guess what? I didn't have any authentic Italians in my family to make me food. So this was good enough when I was a kid. All right, what else do you have? Uh, I well th- now I've got tweets coming in saying there's a Ponderosa located in Chillicothe. I don't know what it is about like southern and southeastern Ohio or. The South and Southern... They're not quick to change down there. No, 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 no. I'm saying like South of Columbus and Southeast of Columbus. That is also supposedly where there's like in Lancaster, there's still a Rax hanging on. And I loved Rax. Rax was great. But then you know what Rax's fatal flaw was that kind of cost them their deal. They had 500 restaurants at one point across the country. And then they were like, you know what people come here for? The salad bar. And I, as a kid, was like, yes, I do. But everyone else was like, no, we come here for the roast beef dummies. Make roast beefs. And so they were like, no, you want salad bar. And then they lost customers, and that's why they had to close up. So, But apparently, if you still like racks, there there used to be one in Lancaster. Apparently, there's a Ponderosa in Chillicothe. Let you live. Thank goodness there's not a York Steakhouse. That was on the list I was reading today. People, People were mourning York Steakhouse. My dad, when he first got out of the Air Force, here in town, one of the first jobs he found was working at, like, I think the corporate headquarters were here, or some headquarters were here for York Steakhouse, and he worked there on, like, computers or something. But 
I had, I had forgotten about going there until, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, a relative of mine came into town who used to live here and they said, let's go to York Steakhouse because there was still one at the time over on West Broad. I don't know if it's still there. And I didn't realize that thing existed. We went in there and it had not changed since like the 80s. It was the exact same How was look. the steak? It was fine for what it was. No bueno. I mean, it co- it cost less than a quarter pounder with cheese. Did you so. have uh, Did you have the Sizzler here? Was that a thing? I know of Sizzler, but we, I didn't, I never went to one. I don't I don't know that we had them. We had a lot of them, but we never were allowed to go. Oh, I always wanted to go to the Sizzler. What was the Sizzlers? Were they also like steakhouse Steaks and, and stuff like that? Yeah. And now we're Get getting it sizzles. If it sizzles on yeah, the, I, the grill, yeah. well, I didn't fajitas. Sizzle, I think they but did I, fajitas. Did they? Okay. Uh, Kent is the first one I've seen that said this, and I'm surprised. No one said it sooner. The Kahiki here in town. Oh, yeah. But that's that not was a, a place. chain. No, no, no. But that's a place that if you weren't of a certain age to be able to go to the Kahiki, you missed out. There's a Kahiki cookbook out there. Oh, yeah. It, I, I think I bought it for you. You bought. Yes, you did. You bought me. The, it's a book. Well, it's both. It's like a book about the Kahiki and it has recipes from the Kahiki in it. And I read it and it was great. And now I've forgotten all the info from it. But Yes, they had some very good stuff there. Their whole thing was Polynesian. Yeah, Polynesian, and it just, they had drinks that were like smoking when they brought them out to you. It was a very neat, Mm -hmm. fun experience. It was one of those supper clubs, though, was the idea when they made it back in the 60s, and it was like the spot to be in in Columbus. I don't remember that. I remember it like as it was in its waning very end of its life, but I still enjoyed it. We have that crap now where it's like, can you believe... That at the Kahiki, they'd bring you out a drink that had steam coming out of it. It's so old-fashioned. Hey, can you garnish my Bloody Mary with a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> right. That's one of those is too kitschy and cheesy, yeah, and we know what can ever do it. But now we're going to do Bloody oh Marys. Oh, my God. I got a Bloody Mary with an entire rack of ribs in it. <laughs> this place is great. Instagram. They uh, This Bloody Mary has one ounce of Bloody Mary and 27 ounces of Nashville hot chicken. It's delicious. You've got to try it. Instead of straws, they just have bacon. (laughs) Slurp your drink up with dump the drink into your mouth via the bacon. It functions like a straw when you tip it upside down. All right. The Athletic asked two thousand Big Ten fans a series of questions. Like, what's your favorite team? Michigan came out on top with sixteen point eight percent. Ohio State was number two, fourteen point eight percent. And it was Michigan State, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Penn State did not show up well. 7.8% said, yes, Penn State is my favorite team. Which team will win the Big Ten East in 2022? No one's buying Michigan, even the Michigan fans, because Ohio State with a bullet at 85.3%, then Michigan at 8.9%. And Mel Tucker and Michigan State, 3.1%. And then Penn State paid all the money to keep that idiot. 2.4%. 2.4%. Who's going to win the Big Ten West? Wisconsin came up with most of the votes. Should the Big Ten have divisions? 57.4% said no. 42.6% said yes. Uh, what else is on here? Who's the most underrated coach in the Big Ten? Pat Fitzgerald was number one with 23.5%. Is, is he underrated? I mean, well, I, I think I, he's properly rated. I mean, he's. I think everyone talks about how great he is, and he's gotten ridiculous funding into that school, and he has paid a lot of money. You're right to occasionally just go 500, and no one cares. Ryan Day and James Franklin are at the bottom of this list. Hmm. 
That's, um, that's probably who's fair. most overrated coach. Jim Harbaugh is number one with 24.4%. James Franklin, number two at 24%. What else? What's the right size for college football playoff? Eight teams, 48.9%. 12 teams, 30.5%. I'm I'm surprised it's that high of people who want 12 teams. I don't I mean I guess that's going to be more popular for a lot of people because well that means their team might get in. But I would think the big boy schools realize like Ohio State, Michigan, their fan bases which are pretty sizable should be saying, yeah, eight teams that's that's plenty will be fine. Do you want to see the Big 10 expand in the future? 70.9% said no. And 29.1% said yes. What's the best road trip in the Big Ten? Not even a competition. Wisconsin, number one, with 36.5%. Penn State was number two with 11.8%. Ohio State comes in at 6.8%. I don't, I mean, again, I'm partial because I live here, obviously, but... People love Madison, man. They love it. No, no, no. I'm actually going to say the Madison thing I get because it's it's that right mix of college-sized town but still has a lot of fun spots to go to. Yeah. You're telling me State College PA is a better spot to go to? Hey, look, I don't even really care for Ann Arbor totally as a city, but I have been there and checked out their scene. There's plenty to do in Ann Arbor on a football Saturday if you want Ann to. Ann Arbor's a very nice town. That's what I I'm like, saying. I like it very much. I don't know how that's... I don't know how State College PA, middle of nowhere got more than Ann Arbor. There's only two things I don't like about Ann Arbor. Which are? The college that's there. Yeah. And Mike Tarico also lives there. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Degenerate T-Bone coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has finally cleared from 71 southbound at 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching an accident in I-70 westbound at 670. It is blocking the right side. Caution is advised. Traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck as you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. These guys are a big deal. And by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. Jackets and wild tonight. Coverage starts at 6.30. They're wearing their stupid cannon uniform, so enjoy that tonight. You are not a fan. I'm just tired of it. It's too much. You want to make it a special thing? Wear it once a month. This is all the time now. (laughs) It's like every other home game. I know what you're saying. You're saying if it's a special thing, keep it special. Don't do it every other time. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Degenerate T-Bone. Common man in T-Bones. Degenerate. 
degenerate T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone. T-Bone's picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Bringing care closer to you with more hospitals and care sites in more places. Bone. Well, man, I've got some NBA prop bets for you. Give you a little crew betting preview for tomorrow and uh, maybe some NFL draft odds if we have time. Let's get started. The Grizzlies hosting the Knicks tonight. Uh, Listen. Memphis Grizzlies good, Knicks bad. The over-under in this game is 228.5. The Grizzlies 9.5 point favorites at home. Knicks are so terrible. They've won three straight, but don't believe any of that because they have a bunch of guys hurt for this game. One of them, Cam Reddish, he had not been playing a ton. Former Duke product. He finally got in the lineup for the Knicks. Started playing pretty well and actually was getting some minutes doing some good things and then he got hurt now he's out along with a bunch of other guys also the Knicks are a bottom third defense in the league Grizzlies are really good they're desperately trying to keep a hold of that second seed in the West they are in a dogfight right now with the Warriors for that so Knicks injury issues means that second unit for the Knicks going to get worked over by the Grizzlies bench one of the best in the league I'm saying this could easily go big time blowout nine and a half points I would lay that and I'm going to take anything over, an over of anything 230 and under, if that makes sense. So if it's 228 and a half, 229 and a half, I would say take the over on that. The New Orleans Pelicans are hosting Chalehone. Chalehone. Now, CJ McCollum got traded to the Pelicans. He's been good, came over from Portland. North Canton product, by the way, for what it's worth. Anyway, Ohio guy. CJ McCollum. Been good for the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, pretty good for the Pelicans. They both are out tonight for this game against Chalehone. McCollum out due to health and safety protocols. Brandon Ingram out due to a hamstring strain. Charlotte only favored in this game, even though it's on the road. And New Orleans has been playing better. Charlotte is only favored by two and a half points. New Orleans. And the over-under is 26 and a half. I'm going to say the Pelicans struggle to score. I'm going to lay the three points for the Hornets. I say they win by more than two and a half, but I am going to take the under in this game. And finally, in the NBA, uh, let's do a prop bet. The Hawks big man, Clint Capella. My guy. Good player. He is averaging, I want to say, like 10 points, 12 rebounds, something like that. Uh, There is a prop bet on him if he will get an over-under tonight. They are playing the Clippers, the Hawks are. Uh, Clippers, one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Capella is a great rebounder, and the defense in the interior of the lane for the Clippers not really known to be that stout. I'm going to say Clint Capella easily gets his 10 and 10, gets the double double. So that's plus 160. That's a nice little bet there. What do you, I'm what do you say, say if he gets uh, that done? What do you say if, like, you forget about Capella, but then you remember him? Do you say, ah, Capella? <laughs> you do. That's exactly what you say. <laughs> and then you, and then I'm going to do it to myself. Going, a boom, ba, boom, boom, and you just do that, and you start making mouth noises. Ah, Capella. Yeah, there you go. Uh, tomorrow, Lower.com Field, Columbus. Snowy. That would be the crew. They are taking on Toronto FC. You know who plays for Toronto FC? Michael Bradley. Yeah. I hate his guts. Bald. He famously said when the crew were possibly going to move to Austin, he said, well, you know, they haven't really kept up with the... Uh, Big leagues here at Major League Soccer, so the standard has not kept up with the rest of the league. He was fine with the crew moving. No one in Columbus has ever forgotten that. They're going to boo the hell out of him tomorrow. But guess who's on the sidelines now for Toronto? Their new head coach they hired this offseason is his bald dad. 
Bald Daddy Bradley is going to be there. Bob Bradley, coaching son Michael Bradley. Boo the hell out of both those guys anyway. Columbus minus 185 to win. I say they win. The tie's plus 300. The loss would be plus 410. Don't think that's going to happen. The crew get back. Toronto lost 4-1 to last weekend in their home opener in front of 23,000 guar- people. Don't guarantee anything. Not guaranteed. You I'm guaranteed it last week. The crew crapped themselves. I wasn't wrong. You were wrong. No, I wasn't. The crew got up a man and were up three to one. Yes, and they twenty minutes tied left. the game because they're because they shut off. The, they shut themselves Ooh. off. Man, nervous. No, I didn't. <laughs> Stop. They shut off completely. I got it. They stopped playing. That wasn't that they weren't better. The analysis was correct. Okay. They just stopped playing. All right. I'm glad the Buckeyes beat Penn State last night too. That's not what I'm saying. If you said before the game, Ohio State is better than Penn State, they should win by a lot, you are not wrong. They didn't because they stopped playing. All right. Okay. Sorry. We didn't get to the draft stuff, but who cares? Who cares? That's right. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got the rundown coming up. Plus, the latest on Deshaun Watson. We got some news today. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for ramp restrictions on 71 southbound at 670. This crash is blocking the left lane on the ramp to 670. Police are on scene trying to get things clear, but traffic is bumper to bumper from 11th Avenue, and it continues to build. Straving Report is sponsored by InvisibleFriendsBet.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside, or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence Brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence Brand, surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. Well, Mike, we have the update on... Deshaun Watson, we yes. have, but at least from today, if you don't remember this week, the story was big day for Deshaun Watson. Friday in a Texas court, he would be facing the allegations from a criminal standpoint. Those allegations would be presented to a grand jury, and then the decision would be made as to whether or not charges were going to be pursued. Well, grand jury in Harris County, Texas, returned nine no bills on the nine criminal complaints presented to it. As a result, the prosecutor, John Stallings, said uh, the criminal proceedings in Harris County have concluded and said there's nothing further they can do. As far as a criminal proceeding goes, that yeah, the, matter the, the is civil over. Stu- suits are still alive. Oh, yeah, the civil suits are still there. Um, but eight of the women who sued Watson filed criminal complaints against him with Houston police. They appeared before the grand jury. Two other women who did not sue Watson also filed police complaints. The FBI also had been reviewing these allegations. So um, so no criminal charges. That's the end of this. Yes. The grand jury process, for what it's worth, does not require a unanimous vote, just a winning vote one way or the other. It's a weird thing that Schefter tweeted out because Adam Schefter 
reports sports news, but some days he thinks he like works, I guess, for the clients of these people he's no, talking man, about. He loves, to, he loves to carry the water for these guys. He tweeted this out. This is why Deshaun Watson, from the beginning, welcomed a police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out. And today, a grand jury did not charge him on any of the criminal complaints. I thought the hashtag lying whores was a bit much <laughs> at the end of that. But <laughs> what, is it, what does he feel? That, why can't he just report the story? You want to know why? Because that's why I always say guys like Florio, guys like Schefter, they pretend like they have standards. They don't have standards. They use all these guys for sources. Yeah. So they have to kiss their asses. That's all they do. Maybe Schefter could have included something about how apparent, like, because he's insinuating here, like, Sean Watson, none of this happened. That's why he was so excited about a grand jury and all this stuff. We'll see. You know, maybe if Adam Schefter wanted to, like, actually just present the facts of the case, he could mention that, you know, his lawyer, Rusty Harden, advised him to plead the fifth when he, because he went before the grand jury and was deposed he was asked questions about these allegations and he was instructed to plead the fifth on every single allegation which by the way is your constitutional right to do and it worked out for him today i know i'm just saying Schefter's presenting this as if nothing happened it's all over and it's all done he's really not presenting the full context of what happens here this is where Schefter annoys me too because he wants to pretend he's a reporter just calling it down the middle and then he'll like pick a side and really kind of hammer that on something like this. And it's bizarre. Look, uh, civil suits are still out there. I'm quite sure there will be a settlement because now that he's dodged criminal charges, he doesn't want testimony to come out and it will. Oh, sure. If he goes to trial with these women, there will be disgusting things that come out about his habits and appetites and he doesn't want that coming out. So he will settle. Yeah, I mean, he will will settle with these. And you know what? We look at teams like the Dallas Cowboys, rightfully so, and say, why did you have to pay out $2 million if you did nothing wrong? Why are you settling with people? That looks creepy. But when Deshaun Watson does it, and he will, the storyline won't be, hmm, what's Deshaun Watson have to hide? Sounds like a creepy guy. Whatever. Not going to jail. Still a creep. No, the conversation will be, who's he going to get traded to now? Where's he going to go? Yeah, like Schefter cannot wait to get back to talking about Deshaun Watson, the football player, not Deshaun Watson, the guy who's being sued by like 20 women about his, you know, various interactions right. with them. And, and for, again, we'll, we'll stay out of the, you know, graphic details of all this. But the basic question asked of all this situation with Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson basically said, I interacted with these women in a way consistently that I thought was okay. I thought this was above board and they were into it. I was into it. We all thought this was consensual. Now I'm finding out later. I didn't know I couldn't do that. More or less is what he's saying is, whoops, I did. I didn't know I couldn't do that. And that is so far what appears to have worked. Well, not even that, because he doesn't even give a defense in the deposition where he says, I plead the fifth. That's not even defending yourself. So what was the Dave Chappelle? That was it. Sketch that was he's like fifth. Yeah. What <laughs> we just kept he kept singing it and saying One, it in two, different three, ways. Four, fifth. Fifth. Yes. Uh that was him talking about how <laughs> This is I, good like, radio. He would defend laughing he, about there something were you saw in ten years ago. in life he would defend no matter what. I think one of them was like Michael Jackson because he loved his music. No, and, no, no. It was a Chappelle show sketch. 
Yes, I know, but I'm saying like he's done a bit about that where he would he would defend anyone and says I would plead the fifth. But you're right. Yes, he's in the courtroom and they're saying, but how do you plead for these like fifth? And he just keeps saying fifth. I think it's just him on trial is yeah, the idea. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's good times. This does, <laughs> good times. Now this doesn't also mean that he won't get suspended by the league. Oh, because Ezekiel Elliott didn't go to jail. He didn't face criminal charges, but he was suspended. Back in the day, Ben Roethlisberger, he didn't go to jail. He didn't face criminal charges, but he was suspended. If the league looks at this and says, well, we did our own investigation, they can and will suspend him. Yeah, you you might have, uh, I don't know. I don't know what level of grievance could come from this from the players union about a guy being forced, more or less, to sit out an entire season. Fifth. And and not actually be suspended, although he got paid for all that. Then the next year to say, oh, okay, now after a year of all that kind of limbo, we're going to suspend you for eight more games. You know, I wonder if that would get, you know, petitioned. I'm sure it would get appealed and who knows if it would change. But yeah, this is this is a significant development in this case. I don't think it means everything is just over now, even though guys like Adam Schefter apparently won't. No, it's, it's, it's good for him because he's not going to jail. Well, yeah. From that yeah, standpoint. Yeah, he is. That, that's, a, that's a very good thing, but it does not mean this is over from the NFL standpoint. Fifth. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Buckeyes blow another double-digit lead. They lose to Penn State. I hate this team. I hate everything about them. They're talented. They're more talented than most of the teams that they play, especially down the stretch where it's Nebraska and it's Maryland and it's Michigan and it's Penn State. And in some cases, they have a double-digit lead like they did last night and just can't put it away. They are poor defensively. They don't, they're not quick. They're not speedy. They don't run up the floor well. They had zero fast-break points in that game last night. You can talk about the limitations in the paint, and if we were playing a team like Duke, I would say, yes, that's a valid excuse. I don't care that Zed's not playing. I don't care that Kyle Young's not playing. If you need those two guys to beat Penn State, you suck. Sorry. Yeah, well, and and my issues with this basketball team right now, aside from what you mentioned defensively and their pace of play being very deliberate and slow, I I don't see an offense from this team that, is going to work against every type of defense you're going to see. I don't see an offense from this team that's versatile. I don't see an offense from this team that you say, wow, three or four guys could score out of that. If it's there, it's not being executed well. Uh, but I don't know that it's even necessarily designed that well to do those type of things. Couple that with the fact that you do have two guys who are at the level where they could be player of the year candidates, national player of the year candidates in EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham. If Malachi Branham stays, we don't know if he will, but that that is inexcusable to me that you're dropping games to the likes of Nebraska and Maryland and Penn State when you have those two guys. But the answer is because the rest of the offense really doesn't function around them. It's just kind of get the ball to Malachi, get the ball to EJ, let them take contested shots. You know why the offense doesn't work as well when Zed Key's not out there? or when Kyle Young's not out there, it's because a lot of times your guys that are getting shots are getting contested looks because the offense isn't that great. And then those guys under the basket are cleaning up and putting back offensive rebounds. They're getting you extra possessions at the very least. Those are the things that make your offense feel like it works better when that's not the same thing as drawing up plays that get open looks for guys and they just 
can't hit the shots. I would be frustrated about that too, but you don't see a ton of open looks for this team, unfortunately. One and done in the Big Ten tournament. We will await to see what they're seeded. I saw some of the projections now have them at a seven or an eight. And again, this was a team that we looked at at the height of their powers this year and said, they're a two seed. Yeah. You know, they can win this conference. They're a two seed. And now, seventh, eighth. And let's say, let's say they go into the tournament and they squeak out a couple victories. What does that change? Does that change anything for you? No, it wouldn't for me. But I know for some people, they'd say, oh, sweet 16. What do you know? And it's like, yeah. Here's a five-year contract, Chris Holtman. Right. They won, Thanks for coming. They, I know they won two games at the most important time. But I think you can functionally see how a team with EJ Liddell or Malachi Branham could potentially put together two games in a tournament, and that does mean all the that does not mean all the issues are fixed. The underlying issues are this team shuts off at inappropriate times. It does not play good defense consistently, and it hasn't all year long. And the offense largely revolves around having two great players just go do great player things and not actually having a consistent flow. I hate them. Jackets lay an egg against the Islanders last night. Corpy was back. That's the good news. The bad news is he was bad. They are back at home for the Wild tonight. Coverage starts at 6.30. T-Bone hates Baker Mayfield, but T-Bone loves Derek Carr. That's not true. And report you used to. And reports are the Browns have had Carr on their radar this offseason. The Colts also reportedly have interest in Carr. He's entering the final year of his five-year, $125 million deal. He's previously said that... uh, he don't want to go anywhere else. If the Raiders don't want him, then he's going to retire. Now, who the hell knows? Maybe that was an emotional decision. Maybe he doesn't feel that way anymore. That's why I think, though, if you're going to trade for a guy like Derek Carr, you're probably going to have to extend him. And are you willing to do that? I would not be willing to do that. But if you can get him to come over and play his one year, I mean, it, we've heard of Stranger Things, right? Where a guy... You know, he talks about wanting to retire, but maybe you say to him, look, we look at the offense we're going to surround you with. Look at all the pieces we're going to give you. We think you can do better in this offense than Baker Mayfield. I, I don't know that that's the case, and I don't know that that's true. For me personally, as a Browns fan, I'd like to see someone other than Baker run this offense for a year because I need to figure out, is this just a Stefanski offense problem and no decent quarterback is going to be able to function in it? Or... Is Baker Mayfield really just as bad as we thought and Derek Carr comes in and has a much better year? I would be curious to see that, but Baker right now, nothing is owed to him. He's He's gone out there. He tried his best. Yes, he played injured this year. Good for him. That does not mean you have to hold the position for him next year and say, you've got a chance to go show us again what you can't do. Now, if Derek Carr comes available to you, I'd absolutely go make that move. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Oh, other big news today. Joe Buck is out at Fox. He is going to join his buddy Troy Aikman over at S-Pen. NFL.com needs to start drug testing. I'm going to tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for ramp restrictions and accidents. Still blocking the left lane of the ramp to 670 from southbound I-71. Traffic to stop and go from 11th Avenue in this area. We'll also find delays on I-70 westbound at 670. Another accident on the right side. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging 
in the trash. The hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence Brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence Brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. I'll tell you, the NFL needs to start drug testing, man. NFL.com for the writers. Oh, okay. They did a little thing on the dot-com about free agent quarterbacks that are out there. All right? Mm-hmm. This is from, uh, who is this? Tom Pelissero from NFL.com, talking about Mitch Trubisky. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mitch Trubisky. Whatever the perception might be, Trubisky is a one-time Pro Bowl selection. (laughs) 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 Who was was 29 and 21 in parts of four seasons as the starter on a Bears team that lost before he took over and lost again after he left. By the way, you can make that case for any Bears quarterback ever. (laughs) Statistically, in years two through four, Trubisky compares favorably to the likes of Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers at that point in their careers. Wow. He's a good athlete with running ability. He's a leader. Based on what? I don't know. You just threw that he's out a, there. He's a leader. With he's a so leader. many lingering quarterback questions, somebody will bet on Trubisky's upside to at least come in and compete. Let's laugh at all of that. All right, I tell you all the time, numbers do lie, so I don't care how they how he compares to Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers statistically. Do the defenses that they're playing against now compare to the defense those I'm guys just playing saying, against that's, back that's, then? That's ridiculous. That's if you same. want to do that, NFL writers should know better. They just want to make their point. But yeah. I love how the fact that you've made one Pro Bowl, <laughs> you are eight games above five hundred as a starting quarterback in your career, and you're a leader, which is based on nothing. I mean, I don't... Maybe he is perceived that way. Do you remember when he was a starting quarterback for the Bears? I think this was his last year there. And, you know, people were were negative about Mitch Trubisky. The Bears fans are going on social media, giving him a hard time. Right or wrong, they're venting their frustrations. They had a rule at Hallis Hall that he was not allowed to have any social media oh, that's right. interaction about that. in the building. Now, he can go home and you know look whatever he wants, but he was not able to see it at Hallis Hall. They turned off all the social media stuff because he was too fragile to deal with it. <laughs> it hurt yeah, his man. feelings I, too much. I don't know. It's, I, I, I am understanding of this. If you want to go to the angle of... There's so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe another looky Lou. Yeah, I'm not Mitch saying Trubisky that he, he shouldn't get bad. another look. I just I find that That's logic very, laughable. Well, but why do you think Tom Pelissero is writing that? I'm not even. I think Tom Pelissero usually has pretty good stuff. And usually, if you write for the league, when it comes to things like this, deal's about to happen. 
You're not writing for NFL.com unless that deal's about to happen. So when those guys tweet something out like this is a this is close to being done or something like that, I'll actually take a little more stock in that than I will if, say, Florio tweets it out. You know, but that all said, Pelissero is still a reporter who has to traffic in this information. He has to take information from some and give it to others. That's all he has to trade with. So sometimes to trade information, you have to take someone's BS information, which like an agent pumping up their client in this case, and you've got to peddle that to your readers to say, hey, a lot of people saying this guy's going to be a big catch and you got to make him sound a little better than he is. Does that ultimately change his opinion around the league? I have no idea, but it seems to be valuable to agents because we see NFL reporters doing this often, and that's the only explanation for writing that bit of sentences that you just gave me is either he's delusional, needs to be drug tested, or it's just something an agent or someone who's in his camp wants out there, and Tom Pelissero is willing to do that. Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, I hate him. I didn't always, and you can attest to this. When he no. first took over, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. He was new to the job, and even though I wind up hating all commissioners, I thought, well, maybe I'll give him, have him give me a reason for me to hate him. Sure, sure. And he did, many. (laughs) Right. Baseball's coming off of this work stoppage, and I guess the good news is they'll wind up playing 162 games, but, you know, damage has been done, and that's not the only issue that I've had a problem with Rob Manfred, but I, I don't know how to take this quote from him that I saw today. And I don't know if he's just a good liar and he's saying what he we feels he needs to say at this point because the labor stuff is behind him. Or if this is a little bit of a call out to the owners that employ him. Okay, maybe. All right, so I'm going to read you this quote and you tell me what you think. All right. Clear your mind for a second. Take away your hatred. One of the things I'm supposed to do is promote a good relationship with our players. I've tried to do that. I don't think I've been successful in that. I think it begins with small steps. That's why I picked up the phone after the ratification and called Tony, talking about Tony Clark, president of the Players Association, and expressed my desire to work with him. It's going to be a priority of mine moving forward to try and make good on the commitment I made to him on the phone. Now, do you think that's just Rob Manfred basking in the glow of this labor deal and we're good friends now and he really believes none of that? He's just acting like a politician. Or do you think Rob Manfred knows that his owners are mostly the problem? His owners also employ him and he's going to he's going to stop being so much of a lackey now and really reach out to both sides and well, see what he can do. I mean, if, I have my if, cynical I know. viewpoint. If if you're inclined to believe that second option that he is getting sick of you know, the way the owners want to do things and maybe he wants to become a little more Roger Goodell-ish in the sense that I believe Roger Goodell steers a few things for the NFL, don't you? Not everything. Of course. But Roger Goodell can go into a room if, if it is divided and say, guys, I feel like this is what we should do. And by the way, you pay me $40 million a year to help you figure this out. This is my advice. They pay him $67 million okay. a year. Let's not <laughs> Whatever. undercut him here. A ton of money. Maybe his way of, if if that is where he is, perhaps he got there because who's been the face of all of this? All the debacles pretty much since he's been there from the baseball's not being right to 
calling the trophy, and this is all. This one is on him. There's nothing he, the owners did about this, but calling the the World Series trophy a piece of metal. To then some of the stuff that's come out through all this labor negotiation, Rob Manfred has had to own a lot of bad. He has been beat up in the media and. Rightfully so. You're the commissioner yeah, over so. a lot of mistakes and missteps by Major League Baseball. But if he is truly saying, behind, like if he's trying to get us to believe him, behind the scenes, I'm yelling at these owners to please not do this, and they just won't listen to me. So now I'm going to start outwardly telling you that I want to see it better. All right, good for him. Good for him for having a spine. But it's going to take a lot more from him on that front for me to believe that and not just think he is incompetent and doing whatever they're telling him and, and believes a lot of what they're saying. Uh, Tony Clark said yesterday, our union endured the second longest work stoppage in its history to achieve significant progress in key areas that will improve not just current players' rights and benefits, but those of generations to come. Players remain engaged and unified from beginning to end and in the process re-energized in our fraternity. At least the... You know, the armchair quarterbacks who are looking at this afterwards. You know, they're saying that the, the players did gain significant things in sure. this CBA. Yeah. And I don't know if that was Rob Manfred pushing the owners to say, look, you are doing more harm than good. You will damage your game to the point where it cannot come back. And I'm not going to sit here and watch it happen. Now, that's the draft day movie version, probably. If someone were to write a script, right, probably didn't go like that. But I just I wonder because Rob Manfred didn't have to say anything about picking up the phone, talking to Tony Clark and saying, I want to improve the relationship with the players. That is my number one priority. He didn't have to say that. No, but he went out of his way to do it. So that might be an indication that both sides gave up more a little bit more than they planned to. But maybe the players did get a little further than initially thought. I will say this. I think it's good ultimately for fans when the players win a negotiation, nine times out of 10, there's always exceptions to every rule, but I do think it usually works out better for fans long-term when the players get their way, just because the player's interest is trying to make the game as good as it can be. And of course they want to get their pockets full. The owners want to get their pockets full, but the way to do that is not always to make the game as good as it can. Well, be. And when you say make the good game as good as it can be, they want more players to get paid more money, which in theory promotes competitive balance. Well, that's right. what you're talking yes, about. Yes, if there's more money going around and that money is being, if in Major League Baseball's case specifically, if more teams are forced to spend, theoretically, more teams are going to be competitive. Correct, correct. Tool of the Week is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for ramp restrictions. A crash still blocking the left lane of the ramp to 670 from 71 southbound. Please be careful. Police remain on scene. And an accident also causing backups on I-70 eastbound at Hamilton Road. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool, according to us, will get a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store located at Easton Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. Bone, are you ready? I am ready. Uh, Luke says, my guy. John Simon. My Tool of the Week is my boss. He argued, argued with me for 10 minutes about how to spell tomatoes. He refused to accept that there was an E at the end of tomatoes. When he finally Googled it and saw I was right, he said, I'm not arguing about this anymore with you. Oh, that's not good. You got to admit failure when you Google something and you're proven wrong. You just got to say, all right, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, Tom says, my guys. Bam Chilvers. My tool of the week goes to Common Man for his refusal to accept dog biology regarding grapes. May your daughter put her foot down and demand a dog as a pet for her next birthday. And you're not allowed to talk her out of it. <laughs> See, we don't negotiate with terrorists in my house, so mm. she can demand all she wants. Uh-huh. I wonder what it would take for you to get a dog. Like, what amount of... Nothing. ...inducements? All right, someone says, if you adopt this dog, $10 million, she gets into any school in the country, and it's all paid for. No, forget it. No dog? I'm not, not interested. $10 million, school anywhere in the country nah, paid care. for. I don't care. Not doing it. For one dog. Nope. Wow. Hey, man, people love dogs. I know I'm in the minority. You going to come over and pick up the poop? No, I just, I thought maybe for $10 million you no. could hire a guy. No. And then well, have a dog. Uh, you didn't put that into the equation. Why maybe. Not? You could have a dog and then you I'd do whatever you got to do. I have a person. <laughs> Who also pets the dog, gives the dog its food, takes it to the vet. Like, basically, they own the dog and they live with That's you. That's fine. That's Can what you're saying? person pleasure my wife as well, so I don't have to be <laughs> tasked with doing that? Tasked. That, that you've not been tasked in a uh, while. Will, that's right. Will <laughs> says my tools of the week are the Buckeye men's basketball team, and everyone trying to convince us to pay attention to them. They get off to a great start, only to poop themselves yet again. Fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Mm-hmm. You fool me, you can't get fooled again. That's good. That's good by him. That was a very good quote there. Good job, uh, Joel. Says T Bone is my tool of the week for beginning Bone of Education by telling us about Ernest Shackelford instead of Shackleton. <laughs> yeah, I said Homer that wrong. I knew I said it wrong. Like after I got out of the segment, I thought because I looked at the top well, of my Teddy sheet. Teddy said realized, it in my ear while you were talking. Uh, yeah, I said it. I said it Shackleford. Yeah, I know. I said it wrong. I, I screwed that up. Uh, James has three of them. Three oh, tools wow. of the week. Okay. Is number one, the BH woman who was so drunk she couldn't hold her nachos and spilled cheese dip all over our family. Mm. Number two, the drunk BH boyfriend who just looked at us like what? Number three, the Predators fan relations staff who are completely helpless. F the Preds. Well, that's no good. I, I, I assume Herbie was there at hey, the game as well, just saying, like, what's the problem? Man. What's the problem? Uh, Joel says, my guys, Ben Hartsock. My tool of the week is Wordle. I just missed my first word in 48 days. I can't go on living. And then he says, Wordle 25X 6. I don't know what that means. X6 means you had six tries. You didn't get it in any of the six. I saw a lot of people today saying 
the Wordle was BS because they tried, like, they got all the letters right but one, and they couldn't figure out the last letter, and it cost them their streaks. Fe- feather in your cap? <laughs> it's not that easy, but yes. I got it on the third try, by the look way. At oh, you. Look, at look at you. you Ted. I'm gonna go, be nice. I'm going to go do it now and see if I get it. I'm it not was gonna, a lucky no, guess, no, though. No spoilers. Yeah. I'm not going to do any spoilers. I'm going to see if I can get it during the show. But you keep going, Mike. Uh, Mark says, my guys, L. Ross. my tool of the week is whoever came up with the question, are there more tires or doors? I have to think more philosophically impossible math equations than I ever wanted to do in my life. Who cares if a revolving door is one or four possible doors? <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, I got sucked into that debate, but I do think it's wheels for what it's worth. Drew says, my guys, Mike Nugent. My tool of the week is Jim Beheim for making up some BS excuse for his son, Buddy, losing his cool and sucker-punching another player. When he says one thing in the video shows another, another, you know this clown is just lying to everyone because he's mad about Buddy's suspension. Did you see who else came to the defense of good old Buddy Beheim? No, I did not. Well, Jay Billis. Oh, Lord. Jay Billis said the punishment oh, did not Lord. fit the crime. And why are we surprised by this? Because Jim Beheim has had people slobbering on his knob for his entire career. Did uh, I don't know. I, maybe Jay Billis had a reasoned take on this. What did he think about Jawan Howard punching someone in a, in a after-the-game line? Because in the game, I guess you're allowed to punch people, but after the game, not? Is that how that works? Or maybe it's not good to do. And yeah, one is worse than the other because one's a coach, but... He also got five games and pretty much helped see his team out of any NCAA tournament consideration. Although, then again, maybe not. Maybe they're back in. I don't know. No, they're not in. Well, Teddy no. and I were talking, right? Forget Aren't they like it. a? They're like a. They're they're a borderline bubble. Get team out still. of here. They are. Get out of. I hate. Lenardi has them in. Lenardi can kiss my ass. Okay. Benjamin says, "My guys, Steve Belisario." My tool of the week is common man's optimism about this crappy basketball team. What show are you listening to? Where was I? People. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you should just take it, though. I ha- I just I opened the show today saying I hate this team. They're garbage. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you were optimistic about them. I definitely wouldn't have called you that. But all right, whatever. Uh, Mitch says, "My guys, Ray Small." My tool of the week is J Lo. I recognize chops. I recognize Chops take her to a nice... I recommend it, I'm sure he meant to say. I recommended Chops take her to a nice steak dinner Friday night. Told him I liked the show. No, no, he's saying oh, I he recognize Chops at a nice steak dinner see, Friday right. night where Chops had taken her out to dinner for a nice steak dinner and he said, hey, you're Chops. Yeah, okay. okay. She then looked at him and exclaimed, how in the hell... <laughs> how dare you not know I recognize the 97.1 The Fan Employee of the Year? Get used to the fame. All right. So Mitch's problem is J-Lo, who is Chops' wife, yes, got mad that Chops and her went to a nice dinner and a guy walks she up. She can't and believe like, somebody Chops. recognized her stupid husband. Yes. And that, by the way, that direct quote of how in the hell, the few times I've hung out with J-Lo, that rings true. That seems exactly like what would happen if someone walked up to Chops and was like, hey, aren't you on the radio? I listen to your show. He, she would have the same reaction of, how dare you? I can't believe you know who he is. I can't read this next one. I wish I could. Mm. <laughs> I wish I could. I appreciate you, Braden. I can't read you, but I appreciate you. Uh, Paul says, Braden, my guy. Wait, hang on. What? Hang on. We're not going to read it. Braden, I am very disturbed to know 
that this was a part of any of that. There's someone who likes to uh, make love to his lady while listening to the show. We'll just we'll leave it. We at have that. to leave it at that. We can't get further in. Well, poor choice words on my part. Uh, Deanna me. says, "My guys, Brandon Sane." My tool of the week is the pet adoption place at the big box pet store for making me fill out an application more detailed than buying a house. I'm willing to take one of your hundred cats, so just say thank you and give me the damn thing. Go to hell. Yeah, that's true. Although I know they do that because they're afraid of who they're sending these cats home with. But yeah, when you've got a bunch of them that are brought in, they need to get rid of them. Probably assume the people who are doing that are doing it because they're good-hearted people. I pick a winner. Uh, I mean, I, I can't give it to Braden because we didn't read you it on the air. You can if you want. No, I'm... I mean... Go ahead. I feel so he bad. He sent one in. He did send one in. Give can, it to him. Can we give his Twitter handle so people can go read this for themselves if they want to? Do what you want. All right. At Braden KBA, he wins. Congrats, Braden. We can't be responsible for other things he's, he's tweeted. I have no idea. I have no idea what he's... No. You could I be like, hey, man, his Twitter's great. It could be all KKK I say, stuff. I didn't and, say all great. I said you. he tweeted this at us sometime today, so... Go look at the replies, and there you go. Braden, who may or may not be a racist, but at least he's a horny one, receives a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at Easton Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some ramp restrictions. A crash still blocks the left lane of the ramp to 670 from southbound I-71. Traffic goes bumper to bumper from 11th Avenue. Please avoid if possible. And an accident also causing backups on I-70 eastbound on Hamilton Road. Still working to get this one clear. About a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to have the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your best and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man. No long night tonight. No? Short night. And I'm glad. I'm tired of watching this team. I I feel you, man. I'm tired of it. And we'll talk more about them in a second. I I do want to ask you a baseball question. Me? Yeah, you. Oh. You're a baseball guy. Yeah, I, I, I like the sport. I hate Major League Baseball. I like the game. Love the game. Okay, but Tell you're, me, you're familiar with the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> yes, all right, I'm familiar. play ball yeah. with me here I for will, a second. I will. I'm playing ball. All right. I have long said that I think the first game to get started on opening day of the baseball season should be in Cincinnati every single year. They because start of its the history? They're yeah. the oldest team in Major League Baseball. Opening day should be theirs. Even if it's just by half an hour, they should get a head start mm-hmm. on everybody else. 
Okay. How how strongly do you feel about that? Like that's a that's so a big strongly. Thing? I'm going to go home and kill my entire family. Okay. <laughs> that's because, how strong. Because it hasn't been done, and they have to start on the road. Four game set at the Braves. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say to you. They're starting at the Braves. The Braves, of course, won the World Series. They'll have that championship celebration mm-hmm. right before that game. Their home opener, the Reds, is the twelfth, which is a Tuesday. They just came out with the time a couple minutes ago. It's four ten. But it's against the Guardians. Yeah. Hmm. I I contend the Reds should always be opening day at home. Not playing a set on the road first. Opening day at home. The Reds should never be opening the season at home against an American League team. Well, isn't... isn't, Yeah, that's a new... I agree agree with that. It should be... I kind of like to see a divisional opponent for opening day. Yeah, not even just not even just you. National League against National League. I know interleague play is all well and good. We've had that for a while. Fans have their. I don't their think it's all well and good. I, it. I hate it. I wish it would go away. You know what? Okay. If, yeah. if there was a rule, a ranking of like, if the fan bases could all vote and say who's the most boring team that you don't care about on your schedule that you play every year, you play all the time, but you just never. They're boring and they don't make you want to go buy tickets. That's who you should play opening day because opening day is not about. Oh man, let's get the biggest matchup or this, you know, inner division or you yeah. know, the, the inner league play thing. Don't play the Yankees if you're the Reds for right. opening day. You no, can play the Pirates on that. opening yes. day. Just play the Pirates play a on opening crappy day. Crappy team that no one likes and most people don't Everybody really care about. Everybody schedules the Pirates for opening day. <laughs> I also, while we're on big passionate <laughs> baseball things, I think Roberto Clemente's number should also be retired league wide. I think that should be a number no, that's, that's, a, that's, that's untouched. A good, like that's a good that. hot take. I like Thanks. that. I don't, I don't mind that one. I've, I've researched him. You know, I've watched a couple movies on Roberto Clemente, and he's a, he's a fascinating guy. Watched a couple movies. Is that your research? Well, I said in addition to. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that I've done, was. I've yeah, done okay. my research, and I've watched. Right. There's actually a movie called Chasing 3000, Ray Liotta's in the beginning and the end of it. It's, at, it's not a bad little baseball movie. That's a dark horse, but... Is yeah. that when Bernie Mac has to come out of retirement to get his <laughs> 3,000 right. 3, This is the better movie that features th- 3,000 things. Yeah, but yeah, that's my thing. Jackie Robinson's right, number's job. done. Roberto as well. That should be done. All right, Buckeye Show, what are you doing tonight? Tonight, uh, we got a quick 30 minutes. I will say this. Funny story is with the loophole in programming when you have to you know do the stuff and wait for tournaments to be done and for games to be set... Our guy, uh, Rico, was up late, changing logs, changing the programming list. I Who? Rico. R- Marco. 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 Rico. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rico. Marco. I had to think, had to think for a second. I was like, who, who is Rico around here? And then I <laughs> Me realized, too. Like, who's the only Rico? other person that does the logs that would have any nickname, that is, is it'd be Marco. So there you yeah, right, go. Marco. Ahead, Marco. So we were supposed to, you would think if they beat Penn State, we'd have a two-hour Buckeye show tonight leading into pregame, and I wanted to have somebody tentatively there, and I thought of, what about Triple H? What about producer Hayden to sit in here and get his first rep on the radio? First live rep. And when I texted him if that would be cool and if he could be ready for that, he said, yeah, sure, of course. And when I texted that, I said, now you know Ohio State's going to lose now. I texted him that right when so I So he's offered. not hosting with you tonight. And he's not hosting with me tonight. So, And that's the reason for it. Because we have a CBJ shorty. We have 30 minutes. Because the Buckeyes lost. So the Buckeyes kept Hayden from his first sports talk rep tonight. I don't they know if that's that. good or bad. <laughs> well, a little thing called 
We'll see. You'll see. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. All right, man. Now, this is from an anonymous Reddit post. So I'm going to, you know, preface this next thing with this post. But imagine if this story is true and if you were this person. Cadbury cream eggs. We know them. We love them. In the UK, they do a promotion every year where they hide some special eggs in the batches of candy they make. And if you find one of these special eggs, it's worth money. This Mm. year, there are 147 half-white chocolate, half-milk chocolate eggs in circulation. 147 of them. Those eggs, if you find one, it's worth 10,000 pounds. Pretty good. Wow. What's that, about 15 grand? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Here's the problem. Uh, International student, 21-year-old, who says they are in in university in the UK. They said they were scrolling through Instagram, and they saw a Cadbury egg post that said, (laughs) if you find one of these, worth 10 grand. And he said he had just earlier that day opened one and thought, oh, cool, they're doing half white chocolate, half milk Uh. chocolate. That's neat. Popped it in his mouth, ate it, threw the wrapper away, never thought any more about it till he saw the Instagram post. He said, I am at the lowest point in my life right now. You can't and prove it. No, I wouldn't think you can't. I don't know what you could do other than maybe go back and find the trash can, see if there's something in the wrapper. That if there says, was, there, there's not anything on the wrapper, because then people would know, and they'd look for I, it on I, the wrapper, right? I, well, in the wrapper. Like, oh, inside. Open inside. it up, maybe there's something that says, sorry don't you, eat this egg. Sorry if you said this. You have to take the Cadbury cream egg and... You got to get it somewhere. Well, it says, yeah, it says the, the proper. It says winners who snag the rare treats are urged not to take a bite and instead need to call a number on a ticket, which is hmm. under the foil. So there is something in the foil. But again, I mean, who among us hasn't been hungry for a little piece of candy? You unwrap it. You don't even look at what's in there. Maybe it's a piece of paper. You go, ah, they got some stupid thing in here. Man, who cares? I'm eating this candy. Yeah, why would you? Right. If you didn't know about the promotion, boy, that would suck. I love Cadbury eggs. I can do one. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's like, I just thought I'd give my opinion, and now I'm an idiot. I appreciate that. Buckeye shows up next. Jackets time 630. We'll see you Monday. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow in that area. More delays on 71 southbound between North Broadway and 11th Avenue. And plan on some backups on Route 315 southbound between Lane Avenue and 670 west. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers slowdown payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Have a great weekend, folks. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. From Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. 
Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. You would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off, I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 